Yes, we are recording, so... Okay. So everyone good language. Oh, snap. <laughs> I should I put my phone on silent. Huh? Yeah, I don't, I don't care if you actually have good language or not. It doesn't really matter to me. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just hope the guy that you're talking to on Twitter doesn't listen to this one, then. <laughs> well, did you see what I told him? I told him I, that, Yeah, I saw uh, what you told him. It's we just... had a, an explicit tag on there, so, you know. Because <laughs> yep. I said, Reading's well, you know. hard, though. Uh, yeah, but I, I told him, you know, I'll, I'll tell everyone your feedback, but I can't twist the guy's arm. You know, he's an adult, and he can basically drink if he wants to. And he's like, yeah, but all your listeners aren't. And I'm thinking, well... You're letting your kid listen to a podcast with an explicit tag on it. What are you expecting? You know? <laughs> I, I mean, do we really need to have a warning on the podcast itself or or on the page itself? I don't think we really do, but, you know. Well, it's an easy thing to just put it on the podcast page to just say, you know, look. <laughs> We're not podcasts, holding back. We're not you know, censoring you. Yeah, these, these might have explicit language or... Adult talk about themes. adult, yeah, adult themes and adult activities. So you know, <laughs> whatever. I mean, that's okay. He's allowed to have <laughs> his opinion. I respect his opinion. He didn't. He didn't. He wasn't a jerk. You know, he would. He wasn't like, oh, uh, you know, you guys suck, and I wish you'd quit doing that. I'm totally, you know, gonna spread bad things about you. He just was it's like, it's true. He phrased it in in a, a reasonable way. I just think that whenever you announce. That you're doing something, I think you're being kind of a douchebag. So it's like the guy that uh, that announced <laughs> he was unfollowing people. Uh, yeah. That, I mean, he could have done that and nobody would have cared, but the fact that he had to announce it made him kind of a douchebag, and this is kind of the same thing. At least yeah. I well, I think he just he he just wanted our attention, yeah. right? So. Hold on a second. My dog has decided that now is the right time to come talk to me. Well, it isn't. So how's everybody else doing? <laughs> I'm getting by. It's another Thursday. Yeah. Which means it's almost Friday. Which is the only important part about Thursday. See, there goes my phone. (laughs) Somebody got some coins. What it sounded like. Somebody's making money. That's my email tone. I'm going to put my phone on silent. Here here I am shamelessly. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Maybe with you guys mentioning alcohol so much in the 4Geeks4E, maybe you could get an alcohol sponsor. Make some money. I think that's what Thaddeus is running for. Oh, funny. It could it could be like idiocracy after every other sentence. You just say like, "Brought to you by Jim Beam." <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna shamelessly plug my cartoon today. So there's the link. Okay, now we can pretend that never happened. On gaming. Okay, this is really weird. This the the guy um, 
Sintane on Skype. He's uh, He says that he sent me a contact request, and I sent him one, and neither one of us is showing that we have it. That's kind of odd. I don't know if it's because I'm on the phone or what the deal that is. Should, that shouldn't have anything Shouldn't to do. make a difference, yeah. Those guys are doing it, Hooters. They yeah. are. Um, they're they're having a bachelor party, or uh, it's, uh, <laughs> it's because a, every time every actually, time someone posts more about it, it seems more debauched. Yeah. Well, it, it's a it's a wedding party at Hooters. <laughs> I mean, you know, can it get any better? Okay. I yeah, don't know. <laughs> It would be difficult. I don't know why this guy can't... He can't... He can't see me online or something. Well, your status is set to do not disturb. I don't know if that makes any difference. Well, I can't change that. Yeah, it shouldn't it, make it. It, sh- it should still tell me that there's a notification. Yeah. Okay, guys, it was just an idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's just frustrating because this is lame. Because I don't know how to fix it. Um, and I want to I want to get started because I don't want to spend like eight hours trying. This is why I wanted to do a mapless game so we didn't have any. Because uh, so we didn't spend half the night, uh, yeah, fighting the tech. Yeah. <laughs> like we do on Monday. I don't I don't understand. Maybe we could add him to the conversation if we had his contact info. His uh here I'll type his There's his uh his Skype ID supposedly. His name is Mauricio. Let's see. And I sent him a contact request, and it says he has not accepted it yet, and I can As only add... Yeah. Let's see. I, I sent him one. 
Now he's gonna get like three other requests. And he's gonna be like, "What's going on?" Oh my god, man! That's why they have this send a message thing. I am a random stranger. Right. <laughs> Blue singles in your area are looking for you. <laughs> <laughs> Celeb picks here, yeah. All those great emails you get. Aha, I think he just accepted my request. Because it's now telling me that he's online. Yep, I got the same. Here we go. He must have not had his notifications. Alright, let's see. Here we go. And of course... There's someone else missing, too. Uh, let's see. Who's going to be there? Let's see. Jaren's here. Kyle's it's, here. Uh, I'm here. He's here. Snarls at Fleas. Yeah, that's who's missing. Isn't it? Yeah, but he accepted my request already, so... Uh, I don't know... Hey, guys. Hello. How's it going? Pretty good. I'm drawing you a dragon face. Now do you know who I am? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I think I got everybody. Right. All right, let's see. He still didn't answer. Is he on? Is he online, even? I I have no idea. Who's that? <laughs> uh, his name is Pavel. He's uh, he, he's the one that said, can you take a non-native English speaker? Oh. What's his, what's his Twitter name? Snarls at Fleas. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm a non-native English speaker myself. So I guess you've taken two. That's all right. <laughs> You're forgiven. <laughs> yeah. No one. Thank you. That's really nice of you. <laughs> <laughs> it means you probably speak English better than than the natives. That's yeah. right. Because <laughs> we speak I American. I work as a translator. <laughs> I find the Germans speak the most eloquent English. Really? Oh, yes. You know, well, I'd I have to agree with you there. German. We had a couple, when I played uh, World of Warcraft, we had a couple Germans in the guild, and, and they definitely spoke better English than the rest of us. Yeah. Except for the Brit. <laughs> yeah, I lived in England for two years, and the Germans spoke, they spoke English better than me and every English person that I met. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's get this started, and uh, if, he, if he wants to, I mean, I know he went online because he accepted my contact request, so uh, if he wants to join, then uh, he can pop on, I guess. Um, like a flea. So, that's right, like a flea. Um, so, with everybody playing, what kind of characters is everybody playing? Yeah, that, that's what I was going to say, was uh, go ahead and... Uh, 
introduce yourselves in real life and then also your PC. By the way, uh, I'm recording this, and this may end up going uh, out as an actual play podcast, just so you know. Um, but uh, It but can't be more embarrassing than last night's DM around table, so I'm okay with that. <laughs> That was a pretty good episode of DM Roundtable. That, that was an episode that I think really could use could have used some editing, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Anyway, so go ahead and start then. All right, I'll start. Uh, my name is Aaron. Uh, I'm Wolf Samurai on Twitter. I'm playing uh, Theron, an elf cleric of Corlon tonight. Okay. I guess I'll go next. Yep. My my name is Mauricio. I'm Centaine on Twitter. And I'll be playing Durkalar, uh, a Dragonborn Warlord. Yay. Is it my turn? <laughs> I am. Okay, I'm <laughs> Kyle. <laughs> Go for it, Kyle. I do way too much talking anyway. Uh, I'm Kyle, <laughs> and I'm playing a halfling rogue named Uncliff the Unexpected. <laughs> right on. Uh, okay. I guess I'll go. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm Jared. I'm at my name is Jared on Twitter, and I'm playing uh, Belkis Soulhammer, a uh, dwarf wizard. Ooh, well, my name is Jaren, and I am Jaren95 on Twitter, and I'm playing an Eladrin wizard named Anaris. This is a really uh, interesting party makeup. And Aaron, what was your character? Uh, Theron, uh, an elf cleric. Elf cleric, okay. So we have a cleric, a warlord, a rogue, and two wizards. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, this is... <laughs> Uh-oh. Kind of, it's kind of an odd. And I'm not a battle cleric either, so I can't be... <laughs> uh, don't worry, Dirk Killer will be right out there at the yeah. fight. <laughs> um... Well, so uh, I don't know where the other guy is. He hasn't tweeted, and uh, he's not here. So uh, if he shows up, he shows up. If he doesn't, he doesn't. That's fine with me. So um, this is going to get a little tricky because we're going to go mapless, but I think that uh, that it'll probably be okay. So the first call thing this going I commando the what. <laughs> they call this going commando. Yes, going commando. Um, so you all are first level characters, and you haven't been adventuring very long, um, but you have traveled around the world a fair bit, and you started hearing rumors about some um, treasures that are supposedly in a uh, in a in a hidden sort of temple in a swamp. And the various rumors go something like this. You know, some of the rumors that you hear say that the the ancient temple sank into the swamp when the swamp when the when the lands were turning into swamps, the thing sank and so you can't get to it unless you find some secret passage somewhere and you go down into the swamp and you have to get all mucky and gross and people who go in there to try to do that never come out and et cetera, et cetera. And uh, the other 
part of the rumors go like this. Well, you can get in there and it's the, it's the, the temple it rests on the only dry spot in the swamp. However, it's guarded by evil spirits. And when you go in there, it's filled with undead spirits and they'll, uh, make you one of their undead. And the reason it's so full is because all the treasure hunters that come end up getting killed and they get added to the undead legions in there. Um, and the other rumors are, uh, people saying, oh, that's all BS and it doesn't really exist and there's no treasure down there and plenty of people have gone there and come back empty-handed and no one has died and the only thing they've talked about is, you know, alligators and, you know, swamp fish and being gross and mucky and diseases and all or that. So is especially... <laughs> What's that? I was going to say the second rumor that we heard was especially believable because it was told to us by a zombie... <laughs> yes, exactly. But it was a it was a friendly zombie, so you yeah. know it's, uh... <laughs> that didn't keep us from ending him. But <laughs> so well, you had to you know rescue his soul. You had to yeah. free him from his. Sure, yeah. that's what we were doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was trying to find his soul in his wallet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. um so the question that I have for you is uh, what – what first of all, what alignment is everybody? And secondly, uh, what's your motivation? What was the first question again? What's your alignment? Oh, okay. Well, I'll start. Durkalar is completely unaligned. Okay. He is uh, the last survivor of his tribe. He, the the rest of the members of his tribe were slaughtered and and or enslaved by uh, a group of Eladrin. So he has a, a thing against Eladrin and elves in general. Uh-oh. <laughs> and uh, he he's known as the Lion Killer because in order to become the leader of his tribe, he had to kill a lion empty-handed when he was a kid. So his hide armor is actually the skin of the lion that he that he killed in order to become the, the chief of his tribe. Okay. There are only two so, males in the entire tribe. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else is fed the lions. <laughs> it's he, like backwards he ha- So he's basically out for, uh, partly for revenge. <laughs> he's sort of lost and aimless. He used to be a slave and, you know, he escaped from the slave pit somewhere or other. Okay. So he's just trying to make his way in the world and survive. Basically, and, and you know, get revenge eventually against the people who enslaved, his, enslaved the members of his tribe that they didn't kill. Okay. So, uh, all right. Who's next? I'll go next. Uh, Theron is good. Uh, his motivation, at least in this particular case, is the undead thing because undead are bad. I don't like undead. As a cleric, his motivation in general, I didn't really give a lot of thought to. I admit. <laughs> well, that's what happens when you just say, "Who wants to play in an hour?" And so I, I understand it. Uh, who's next? I'll go next. All right. Uh, Uncliff is good. Uh, yes, he's a good rogue. Uh, and uh, <laughs> the reason he... <laughs> Everyone stop laughing. He really is. And... Uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the ticket. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but he, he has all these, you know, abilities to, to picnic around and things, but he sees that as like his assets to be able to get the drop on to bad things that would do the same. So he's kind of like the fight fire with fire kind of mentality. But he's genuinely wanting to help people 
if not for totally free, but like, I don't know, maybe for cool swag. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So he's good. He's not super good, but he's good. All right. And Jared? Um, Belkus is uh, unaligned, and he's looking for his master, who is uh, the only dwarf wizard in his... Uh, in his little region, so he's trying to find he's trying to find his master, so he can you know get some more training. Okay. And Jaren. Um, Anaris is unaligned. He is kind. Of, he's actually lost. He's trying to find his way back to the Feywild, and he hasn't had much luck yet. And uh, back in the Feywild, he was kind of. Um, kind of a snooty playboy <laughs> and uh so it's kind He's of been uh, <laughs> yeah now i just imagine a wizard wearing a smoking jacket and a captain's hat <laughs> <laughs> so yeah his his world's kind of been shaken up trying to you know stay alive and get back to where he came from okay well, in the past uh, five or six months, all of you have sort of met each other. And let's see, um, Anaris is an Eladrin. Right. Is that right? And uh, Belkis is a dwarf. Mm-hmm. And what is Uncliff? Is he an elf? Halfling. Uncliff? He's a He's halfling. A halfling. Okay. And... Cool hair. He has really good hair. He does and, have magnificent uh, <laughs> hair. That's his only character <laughs> development. <laughs> so, Theron is an elf, is that right? Yes. Okay. Do you guys want to type your names on the Skype screen yeah, so I can... Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and Mauricio, what's your character's name? Dorkalar. Dorkalar, okay. I'll type it out for you. And, and what race is he? He's a dragonborn. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, the only thing that we have to figure out before we go questing into the swamp is why uh, Durkalar, who does not like elves and whatnot, is traveling with the elf and the Eladrin. Hmm. He might have made friends. <laughs> uh, ooh, that, that, that's, that's a good question. Um... I don't know. The uh, I might be friends with the dwarf and the halfling. Mm-hmm. Like, what kind of friends are we? Are we like you're saving me in case we run out of food? Friends or like? <laughs> That's what halflings are always for. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know the size; they, they, they fit nicely in the in, in the oven. <laughs> I, I I had Greg Bisland one time uh, give me a special house rule that I could apply that any race that's small must submit to being fodder for the rest of the party. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Remind me to apply that so that I don't get any more small sized PCs. <laughs> I don't know how would would Uncliff. Is, Uncle Liv is a, is a good rogue, right? Yeah. 
Or maybe he maybe he took pity on Durkler's plight at one point. Maybe he helped him escape from the from the gladiator pits. I picked the lock on his cage. That's right. Okay. And uh, and so and maybe young and maybe Uncliff is friends with the elf and the Elatrian, so that's the only reason I don't kill them. I, you know, because they're friends with my friend there. Okay, that sounds good. I'll buy it. Okay. Cool. Um, so, and I, I don't have, I, I'm sorry, I don't have that big of a problem with the elf, it's just the Eladrin that's, you know. Oh, oh, it's the Elad, okay, yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay, um, so, um, the issue here is that you all, you've been doing odd jobs, and that's all fine and everything, except... It's been a few weeks since you've uh, gotten any paying work, and uh, the the cleric keeps getting you into these jobs that don't end up paying anything. Uh, oh. And so you've been really busy, and but you've been helping people and not getting a return on investment of, of cash, and you're starting to run low. Um, and... It's made you sort of revisit these rumors that you keep hearing about the swamp because it, you happen to only be about four miles from the swamp right now. And you're in a little town called Dunkis, and it's just outside of the swamp, about three miles. And uh, you've been there for a couple of days, and you've come to realize that, you know, there's really there really are no jobs here either. And... Your choice now is is basically uh, go into the swamp and maybe pursue these rumors or keep traveling south and see if you can come up against another town that might have more work for you. Or keep eating good feelings from helping people. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, I say we go into the swamp then. Yeah, I like that idea too. That zombie... That was a pretty convincing story. And our cleric's been, been wanting to do something good. Let's give him something good yeah. to do. We can we'll be good. We can go blast zombies. I, I whisper this as I'm looking over my shoulder at Theron. Oh, hey. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't think we're going to be able to do any more deeds if we're dead. Yeah. That was Wait. Well, at least I honorably in a ignominious swamp. <laughs> <laughs> then we can visit travelers with our zombie tales of, <laughs> of wonder and adventure. Or we could just become zombies and look for adventures. Like, there's <laughs> monsters in the swamp. <laughs> well, there's, there's an advantage to that. We won't have to eat then. <laughs> That's true. That's true. You wouldn't have to eat anything. Um, but do, you, do any of you guys notice? Yep. But then we can get ourselves a railroad track. <laughs> Wait, what happened? <laughs> I say we go. Oh, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> I'm all for the swamp. Okay. Yeah, so let's swamp it, it up. Like Okay, lackeys, yeah, let's go to the swamp. Looks like we did have a couple of uh, a couple of votes for going south. 
No, I'm I, don't, just, I only think it's simply ghost. Your plot. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm flexible, so, you know. You no, travel south. Into a different swamp. Theron <laughs> yeah. would go to the swamp. Yeah, turns out there's swamp all around. Oh, no. <laughs> Stupid yeah. Feywild Everglades. Right now I'm imagining Uncliff waking up, seeing all you guys discussing our options. I'm like, which one's closer? <laughs> go to the swamp. That one sounds closer. <laughs> okay, so uh, are you going to head right for the swamp, or are you going to talk to people, or are you going to rest for the night, or what are, what are your plans? Let, let's get some more information about this place first, Try and find what we can expect in the swamp. Okay. And by we, I mean someone that has actual skills at social. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know what the, what the population composition is like in the in Dunkis, but um, I'm good at intimidating people. <laughs> I, I, can, I can diplomacy stuff. That's about it. I can tell if they're lying. Or I can look at history. I can tell if there's historically been zombies here. You can tell if they've lied in history, in the past. Yeah. <laughs> in the past, someone has lied. I'm a... I'm a yeah. Let's have someone at first just plumb the depths of their history knowledge and see what if they've heard anything about the swamp besides just rumors. Would that be a cool option? <laughs> yeah. Sure. I'm like, I'm like an good. encyclopedia editor. I just read the histories and see when they're lying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, like I said, I, I'm only good at intimidating people. I can heal them, but, you know, I can't really talk to them. <laughs> okay. Who's knowledgeable at history? Uh, Anaris has a plus 11. Oh, I've got it. Yeah, I've got an 8 in history, so... Let's have you both put your heads together and... (laughs) (laughs) So we're using the honor system, or is Sam going to roll all of our stuff, or...? Uh, We'll use the honor system. If you've got some dice handy, you can feel free to roll those in real life. Um, getting dice now. I'll <laughs> click on some numbers on I play for E. Does that count? Sure, that'll count. Okay, then I got a ten plus eleven for twenty-one on my history check. Okay. And I got a twenty-three on my history check, a fifteen plus eight. Okay. Nice. So, um, sorry, I was looking. I'm looking for a name in my notes. And I'm not seeing it. Let's see if I wrote it here. Um, Okay, here it is. Sorry. You um, you didn't know this, uh, but y- you were sort of asking around 
trying to find out if anybody had any more information, more so just about uh, the town in general and asking about, you know, how long the town's been here and when did it show up and who founded it. And, you know, you went around and you were trying to be this sort of curious visitor asking about the town. And um, when you were having these conversations, what started evolving was uh, the knowledge that the swamp used to be 20 miles away. And in the past six or seven years, the swamp has grown out and started encroaching on the on all the land in between the old swamp line and the town. And it turns out that uh, <laughs> it turns out that <laughs> the reason that the reason that they're that people think that the swamp is growing is that there's a demon inside the swamp, ruling the swamp, and and he's or she's supposedly increasing her territory, and that's why the swamp is growing. And you all thought that wasn't anything all that particular. You figured it was, um, you know, superstition and whatnot, until you heard the name of the demon that they think is um, living in the swamp now. Well, what's the name of the demon in the swamp? I'm going to type it here. And we can't gonna, say his name. And then I'm going to... Um, and then yeah. I'm going to say it. So, uh. <clears throat> The demon's name is Shamasha Hasit. Gesundheit. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Uncliff's history is terrible. He just thinks the swamp is like a really bad septic system backup. Every NPC, every foe. <laughs> so, unfortunately, though, you recognize that name. Um, does the cleric want to do a religion check? I do. Hold on just a moment. My religion modifier. Wow, my religion modifier is really bad. I'm not a very good cleric, apparently. <laughs> but I rolled really well to make up for it, so I rolled a 19 plus 5, so 24. Okay. Um, well, when you were listening to them tell you all this about what they've learned about the town, uh, unfortunately, you recognize the name of the demon immediately. And this demon... Um, is a very ancient demon that started out as a, uh, a, a sort of um, a thrall almost to a, a clan of mind flayers and grew in power and turned out to be very, very intelligent. And so when the, when the Illithids determined that this particular beastly thrall was actually maintaining its intelligence even though it was dominated by them they started allowing it a little more free will and freedom and it grew in power over the years and years and and we're talking way back you know thousands of years during the primordials this was supposedly happening right uh and anyway 
this particular demon is a very um, beastly demon. Now, that sounds sort of redundant, I suppose, because most demons would be considered beasts. But most demons have... uh, um, they have goals and they have uh, they're sort of things that, that, you know, like most demons will have, you know, the need to devour souls or the need to take more power from the plane below or the need to dominate mortals or the need to, you know, robin swamps. Right. You know, they, they all have these, they have these goals, right? But this particular demon doesn't have goals like that. This demon only has instincts. And so this demon goes based on instinct alone and doesn't really consider the consequences of the things that that he or she does and also doesn't care which makes it very dangerous so um, that's sort of uh, that's that's sort of the gist of it and and most uh, most religions sort of mention this demon as like an afterthought that this is an afternote about you know oh yeah and there's also this one demon that's that's uh, a very beast-like demon and became very powerful and and you know doesn't have the goals of taking over the world only has the goals of satisfying its immediate uh, instinctive needs um, but that there's some taboo around that because uh, it means that that it's so dangerous so that that's sort of you're a little bit taken aback when you hear that pe- the people around here are you know thinking that, this uh, this demon is the one in the swamp. So, okay, I'll relay uh, what of that I know to to the rest of the group, <laughs> and I'm see if they're still the interested. Like a good option. Yeah, <laughs> I think we Let's should take this it. thing out. <laughs> Wait, you're talking about me or the demon? I just bought a timeshare. I really don't want the uh, I don't want this swamp to ruin my investment. <laughs> you fell for that? <laughs> <laughs> I sold it to it. Swamp front property. It was still on. Yeah. Swamp front property. <laughs> well, then we must stop this demon before it grows older and more powerful. Yeah, we can do that too. Yep. Oh, looks like we lost Kyle. Let's add him back in. Kyle, connection problems again. (laughs) Yeah, that's typical. Um, Can he try to connect again? I'm calling him back. He's not answering. Ah. Poor guy probably doesn't even know he's disconnected. Yeah. He's probably wondering why everybody got really quiet all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so is there anything else you want to do in town before you head out? I think so. Get it I, want to pick up, uh, I want to pick up some, some dry socks. Okay. Yeah, for later. <laughs> Insect repellent. I was working on a translation on that earlier today. Aren't you, <laughs> don't you have prestidigitation? Doesn't that do the same thing? Dry out your own socks? Oh yeah, magic. I forgot. <laughs> a wizard. Does it actually clean the socks, or does it just give the appearance of being clean? I think it actually cleans them. Hmm. 
I, I knew I should have taken that fastidiousness ritual. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can chill, warm, or flavor up to one pound of non-living material. So you could warm your socks until they're dry. <laughs> there you go. Or you could now, warm our hearts until we love you. <laughs> the, the thing, the thing to note about this demon that you might have you might have noticed or maybe you didn't notice or pay attention to is there was no mention of this demon being undead. Hmm. So it it might bring the rumors that you heard about it being this bastion of undeadness in the middle of the swamp into question. Hmm. Or maybe the story of the demon into question. That's ah. true. Or, or maybe the story of the demon is, is not true. That is correct. One of these things is not like the other. That's right. Hmm. Interesting. Someone. Well, which, uh, which, which, which are the people? Which do the people in the town seem more afraid of, the demon or the undead? Um. Well, you, you want to roll an insight? Um. Sure. One sec. Oh, Kyle says he's restarting his computer on Twitter. Okay. So, insight, and I roll an 18 unmodified because my wisdom modifier is zero. Okay. Um, it's sort of hard to tell because the same people that were telling you about the undead were not the same people that were telling you about the demon. So the ones that would tell you about the undead, for example, are really scared of the undead, and they they talk about how fearful they are of the of the swamp getting closer to the town, and and maybe the undead are going to start coming out and capturing mortals and pulling them back into the swamp, and how horrible that will be, and all this, that, and the other. You know, that that's sort of what their fear is. And on the other hand, the people that talk about the demon are saying you know, it's really horrible if this demon is just expanding his territory because it means he's matured from something that just runs on instincts to something that maybe has a goal and maybe he's trying to devour the planet by making it into a swamp and that really scares them and they're thinking about packing up and leaving and so they're, you know, so it depends on who you talk to. Okay. Whether they're more scared of the demon or the undead. Mm. So either one... Not, we're not going to find out from these people which one is true. I don't think anybody's seen anything. Well, you know, you you also note when you talk to people in town that none of them have actually been into the swamp and come out. You know, ah. everything that you get is hearsay. It's always, well, I know someone who went in or someone's best friend went in and they came out and here's what they told us. Ah, okay. Uh, yeah, so. I wonder if anybody else has any side quests around here. Like maybe there's a wealthy nobleman who lost a priceless goblet in the swamp and we could find it. <laughs> you're well, looking you're in for a, another railroad track? Or yeah, you're, we in a, you're, in a, you're in a tiny town, so I mean, you could possibly search around to see if there's anyone of noble descent in the town. but Maybe there's a bonesmith who needs us to kill ten zombie rotters and bring back their job. <laughs> <laughs> Bring their scalps. Yeah, what was it? The uh, there's some bandit raiders, and you have to bring their scalps back. And for every scalp, you get ten gold pieces or something. Woo! Score. <laughs> Go get them. 
I don't know, some of these guys have uh, white question marks, so I think I'm too low level for this area. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, besides, we have to wait for Kyle, because you must gather your party before you leave. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. If I never heard that saying again, I wouldn't. It would be too soon. (laughs) (laughs) He'd catch up. Okay, so you guys want to head out towards the swamp? We'll we'll just go on, and when Kyle pops back in, we'll bring him in. So who brought... Who brought gear that you can go through the swamp with? Oh, would adventuring gear count? There, there is no gear like that in the DMG or the, well, the PHP. Uh, no one. Because I was bitching about it the other day. Oh, were you? Yeah. I'm gonna get well, out my my two E players handbook and start <laughs> and start making a list. Well, the thing is, that's why I I that's why I asked if you wanted to do anything else in town because. It's possible to say, I would like to go look for a whatever item in the store. Well, I mean, well, what else could, do we really need to get through the swamp? Does anybody have any particular uh, ideas for that? I certainly don't. Besides a 10-foot pole, we need one of those. <laughs> That's yeah, even I was if just we going to say, 10-foot pole. Even if we weren't going through a swamp, we need one of those. Mm-hmm. No, I was just going to say, 10-foot pole, that was my, my choice precisely. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Um. Oh, darn it. Endure Elements is a level 2 ritual. I could have just used Endure Elements. <laughs> <clears throat> um... Yeah, I was giving him a couple seconds to... So what are we going to need for the swamp? We're going to need lots of socks. Um, Hey. Clean water. (laughs) I I want some insect I don't know. Sorry, my computer likes to do this thing where it overheats and turns off. Oh, jeez. But it's had its like, yeah, it's had its daily intake of duster, so hopefully it'll be okay. Yeah, it's just my house is hot and there's not a whole lot of circulation. It's a studio. There's like one room, so what happens in that room affects everything else in the room. (laughs) If we make tacos, then our bed smells like tacos. So yeah, that's a win-win situation. (laughs) <laughs> not after 2 a.m. It's not. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. So anyway, Uncliff wakes up. All my characters are narcoleptic. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what we were what we were discussing was: is there anything you want to get in preparation for heading to the swamp? You should probably have some kind of tools or something to make a boat if necessary. Because, I mean, swamps aren't entirely walkable. Yeah, I was just saying boat. 
Like a skiff or something like that? Mm-hmm. That's and they move only more than one ten foot pool. Because, like, because, <laughs> like, I rule myself out as carrying and carrying the boat immediately. <laughs> Guys, that's not. I'd be able to carry the boat, but I'm only yeah, like Given four our party makeup, do we have anybody strong enough to carry a boat? I have a nineteen strength. Okay, and I'll I am like six six. <laughs> We could all ride on the skiff, and he could just walk through the swamp carrying the skiff. And pushing it. <laughs> I, 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 I kind of like that idea, actually. <laughs> hey, you know, for the for the first five or six years that I played role-playing games, I always played the wizard. I was always the weakling sitting in the back. So I decided, when 4th edition came out, I decided I'd make a really, like, big, tough character. That's their color right there. <laughs> well, see, it would work because just your head would poke out of the swamp water, and it just looked like a like a weird crocodile was carrying our raft. <laughs> okay, so Uncliff goes to find some rope of some kind because rope okay. is handy. Uncliff collects some rope by noble means, I'm sure. <clears throat> okay, how much? He, he approaches a traveling rope salesman. <laughs> <laughs> Take me the to the nearest says, ropery. The, man, the, the man nearest ropery? No. <laughs> the, the man says that he, he only sells in 50-foot increments. So I say that I'll I'll take 100 feet, if that's okay. And so he takes two of his 50-foot increments and ties it together. <laughs> I'm like, oh, fine. And, and I purchase that from him, if necessary. Well, actually, uh, you go to the general store and you inquire uh, the clerk of the clerk about rope, and uh, he's very happy that you're there because he doesn't get very many customers because it's a little town, and he proceeds to tell you that they have seven different kinds of rope, and he sort of motions you back into the back room, and if you step back <laughs> I don't back know if there, I can deal with that kind of selection. He's got these giant spools of different ropes. He's got some that are that are made from the typical, like, hempen rope that's made from uh, the stalk of a hardy plant. And he's got the silk rope. And he's got, uh, a, like, a, a cotton type of rope. And then there's the um, sort of non-twine rope. It's sort of a mix between the silk and the hempen. And uh, then there's a rope that he touts as a waterproof. Ooh, and we want like that. He, it's not like anything that you've ever seen. It's extremely expensive, but you've, you've never seen anything like it. Uh, what was that last time? And then there's a, a, a water... Uh, it's, he says it's waterproof. Oh. Uh, and then the last type is... Uh, he says it's made from the, um, the spool of a spider. Hmm. Mm. Do you have any duct tape? Because we could just build a boat out of duct tape, like the Mythbusters did. I don't think he does. Aww. Uh, how much is the spider rope, good salesman? Could he cable it all into one super rope? The spider rope is, uh... Let me see here. While he's checking his... <laughs> yeah, he's... He has to check his, his price guide here. Okay, this is where you distract him, and I liberate the <laughs> rope. 
<laughs> I freedom. I make sure I'm standing over him when he turns around. <laughs> I use prestidigitation to make it starving. look like there's nothing, there's nothing amiss behind him. We're starving. Um, Can I legitimately keep my alignment and steal the rope? <laughs> he uh, he says. I'm not asking him. <laughs> no, no, no. He's telling you the. He's going to tell you the prices. Okay. Like, he can says. I still distracted, guys. Hold on, I'm trying to remember all the ones that. Okay, he says that the regular regular hempen rope is 10 gold pieces for every 50 feet that you purchase. The cotton one is 8 gold pieces for every 50 feet that, that you purchase. It's not really cotton because there's really no cotton in this world, but it's basically a cotton-type uh, fabric. The waterproof one is 50 gold pieces for every 50 feet, so it's a gold piece per foot. The mixed hempen slash cotton style rope is 25 gold pieces for every 50 feet that you buy. And the spider one that you inquired about that he really, he is really proud of, other, he's most proud of the waterproof, but he really enjoys selling the spider rope. Uh, that is a mere 15 gold pieces per 50 foot. Guys, I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of intrigued by the spider one. The waterproof one might seem like a better option, but I don't know. I'm like that guy that buys the weird guitar just because it's weird. So how much money do we have? Like, I mean, could we afford to buy some of the spider and some of the waterproof? Or how are we doing for cash here? How trapped are we? I have four gold. (laughs) I have 60. But I'm hoarding it because that's how I roll. <laughs> I, could, I could trade him residuum. You think you have 60. You have a large wad of... I see. You need open the actual file to see how much... So he sees you all dithering, and he he sort of gets a, a gleam in his eye, and he says, Seems to me like you're thinking about going to the swamp. No, yeah, what makes you think that? Could we get a loaner? Is there a special swamp adventure yeah. rate? You're going to make all of us roll bluff, and we're going to fail horribly. He says, no, 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 no. He says, Guys, he's gonna tell. I just... I know that there's some dangerous stuff over there, and I have lots of equipment that you might need. Oh. For example, I have these boots, and he pulls out some like hip waiter boots that are really horribly ugly. But they look are like they lime they're made green. Of, they are green, and they are made of some. It looks like a rubbery material. You're not really sure what it's made of. You're not sure where he got it. He says, "I've got two pair of these." They're five gold pieces each. Hey, if I bought one, I could probably use that. <laughs> Halfling in a yeah, boot. Yeah, they're, they're pretty big. Um, okay. And he says, I also think that you should take 
some regular torches, of course, right? But also take a lantern because it'll start raining in the swamp and all your torches will go out. So you got to make sure you have another light source other than a torch. And I just happen to have this wonderful bullseye swamp lantern. And it That's only okay. I don't, I, I'm, I'm sorry to, to interrupt you, but I don't think we really need that. Uh, we have two wonderful light sources. They're called Wizard A and Wizard B. <sighs> I, I just ask him, do you have, like, the Swamp Adventurer package? Is there a special on that this week? <laughs> I saw Just because we happened to come back here, <laughs> I saw an ad in the in the Gazetteer. <laughs> he just shakes his head. <laughs> I'd like to buy those boots, though. Me too. Okay. Like, how much is the lantern? Oh, the lantern. <laughs> this is one of my favorite items. It's only 25 gold pieces. You know what? I will take it. Only because I need light sources. And I have very little. <laughs> uh, 15. Okay. Huh? 25. 25 gold pieces for the lantern. 5 gold pieces for the boots. And how much rope did you want? He's sort of rubbing his hands together, getting ready to pull the rope out and cut it at the right length and all that. Uh, That's pretty exciting. I'm pulling rope. <laughs> it's all right, Al Roper. We'll get this done. <laughs> um, okay, guys. I'm going to buy the lantern and the boots if somebody else buys the rope. Please. <laughs> I have three gold. <laughs> I have four gold. <laughs> I, Let me see what... I have consists of my arm six daggers. I have a light so, spell that I can cast for free if you want to save money on the lantern. Okay, uh, okay, I'll just let me buy the boots and a hundred feet of spider rope. Okay, and I'll buy some of the the waterproof rope. How much was that? It's fifty gold pieces for fifty feet. And he only sells them in 50-foot increments because I have 27 gold. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Just for you, I will cut a 25-foot piece of the waterproof rope. That's real wide of it. For how much? For the for, 27? It's, it's, it's a gold piece per foot. So if you want, if you want 27, I'll, I'll, I'll give you all 27 feet. Mm, how about we round it out to 30 feet? Because you like me. I'll give him a diplomacy check. I'm tall and intimidating, so I'll just... Yeah, you, you, you should roll diplomacy on that one. Uh-oh. <laughs> That's not going to be nice. You could threaten him, though. Wait, no, I don't want to threaten him. All of you are all of you are being so nice to him. I'll, I'll help you with your diplomacy check. I'll say nice yeah, I got an Yeah, I got an 18 on my diplomacy check if I, he wants to add that on for an aid. I'm eating okay. all the complimentary candy in the shop. <laughs> all of it. Uh, so nice I rolled 19. Okay. Three. Untrained charisma modifier. So that's 22 for diplomacy. Ain't not bad. Okay. I got a 12 to 8. He, he, um, 
he he turns and he looks at all of you and he sees that uh that the boots are being bought and the you're dithering over the lantern and uh, and you're buying other rope and he says all right i'll give you 30 for 27 jeez how can a man stay in business in this market i don't know <laughs> and he's muttering to himself but he cuts off 31 feet and gives it to you nice thank you Spirits right. of the warriors of Kim will be thankful for your <laughs> generosity. Awesome. I eat up, swamp it up. Swamp I steal it up. his. I eat up the rest of his uh, his laid out <laughs> swamp water taffy. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> it's magically delicious. <laughs> All right, anything else? Are you going to try to find a way to get a boat? Oh, that's right. Yeah, let's go to the boatsmith. Yeah, I'm not sure we can afford a boat anymore. Even to rent one. Well, how about this guy's the general store, right? Like, he's, he represents basically all trade in the town. Maybe he knows something about boats. Uh, can't hurt to ask. He walks to the back of the store, and we go around, and he's in a different hat and he sells boats <laughs> are you going to ask him yeah alright good man do you happen to know anything about where we could get a boat to go into the swamp his eyes get really big and he says a boat you want a boat too ah right this way right this way and he walks out back <laughs> And he puts on a fisherman's hat. Yes. See? And he See? says, I sell boats, too. Imagine that. Imagine that. He says, unfortunately, most of my boats are rented out right now, but I do have this one left over, and it's in really, really good shape. Even though it doesn't look it, you'll have to trust me on that. But I think it would be perfect for the swamp. And he leads you back there. And it's this boat, and it fits – it would probably fit all of you um, as long as the warlord didn't lean too heavily to one side and pull the thing over. Uh, but it's got – it's basically a flat-bottom boat, and it has a very sort of narrow bow, and a, and, a, and it's, it's not like a traditional rowboat, but it's about as close as you can get, so – And this sets us back how much? It's free, and I stab him. Ah. Well, are you... <laughs> <laughs> uh, We're going to take all our money back. <laughs> do you want to rent it or buy it? Ooh, that's a Whoa. good Ooh, question. Rent it. <laughs> we don't have the money to buy it. Does somebody have a fisherman card? Could we Could we loan it from the boat library? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think how, how rental would be uh, our choice here. Is there a boat buster somewhere? I've got a boat buster card. We can we can rent that, but it's a new release, so we can only keep it for two days. <laughs> he says, "Well, so the problem with renting is renting is really cheap, but if you don't come back from the swamp, I lose the boat." So I have to have you sign a contract, and here's how it works. You rent the boat from me for a gold piece a day, 
But when you come back, you have to give me 20% of the profits of whatever you find in the swamp. Whoa. Can, can oh. I sign the contract of my own okay. volition and it just counts against my treasure hoard? Because then you guys could just take it all and not give me anything. I'm like, sorry, 20% of what I got is is nothing. So I whisper, I whisper, can we stab this guy yet? Like, <laughs> no, stabby, stabby. It took a long time for you to go to the dark side. I know. <laughs> but man, this guy's pushing my buttons. Uh, how much is it to buy the boat? Well, to buy the boat, I'd have to charge you 150 gold. Uh, can I wash dishes at your restaurant to, to work off the debt? I can see this. Yeah, I can see this quickly turning into one of those cartoon episodes where it's like, "What in the whole town would you love more than anything? I want a kiss from the milkmaid. Like, what do you want, milkmaid? I want a penny from the bottom of a well. What do you want, troll that lives in the well?" All this by stabby stabby. Um. Let's well, see. you can you can stab him. I mean, he's just a I don't, level, uh, I don't he's a level zero NPC. <laughs> see, but I, I laugh about my potential of doing that, but I wouldn't do it. He seems like a nice guy. I've seen the pictures of his kids next to the candy bowl that I was eating out of. <laughs> I will. I will sign. I will sign the uh, contract, but I will use it with uh, prestidigitation to where. Whenever I want, I can make my name disappear from the contract and say that I never signed anything. Well, he won't let you do the contract unless everybody signs it. Oh. So maybe what we'll do is I'll be like, oh, I'm not going to the swamp anyway. And then you can hide me in one of the boots. <laughs> and then I'll take all the treasure. Or command the treasure. I'll have it in my other boot. Yeah, that's my plan. This is the boot of holding. Twenty <laughs> percent is pretty steep, and we're already paying to rent the thing. How Let's about something more down. like five percent? Yeah, I'll diplomacy that. I'll diplomacy five percent. Yeah, I'll help. We're trying to help out the town. It's not really for our own. We're not doing it for the treasure. We're doing it for the townspeople. Ah oh, shit! Okay. We should have used me as the main. I rolled a 26 on Diplomacy. What did Jared get? I rolled a 17. Okay. Uh, anybody else have anything they want to say about the uh, the deal here? I'm going to throw mm. in there. Can you cut us a little bit of a deal since, you know... Hey, your brother in the other store gave us a really good deal. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so that's my sad attempt at diplomacy. Uh, I'm not even going to give you what I rolled. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't a one. He says, look, guys, here's the problem. You know how many boats I've had that go into the swamp and never come back? Four? No, we don't. How many? Seventeen. Oh, that's Guys, let's just use one of those. See, you might want to rethink your business model. Well, that's why it's 20%. You see, I 
have them pay up front the, the, the one gold piece per day and the minimum rental is three days and then they come, you know, if they come back and they pay me 20%, I make a lot of money. If they don't come back, well, you know, I, I didn't lose all that much because I got my three gold. So it's really hard for me to just give you the boat or not have it guaranteed that I'm going to get a percentage when you come back because, you know, I mean, let's be honest, chances are you're not coming back. So, you know. <laughs> ah, guys, I'm considering changing my alignment over a boat. <laughs> so we need, so we need to figure out <laughs> a legitimate option for your. Now rogue. I'm going to try to introduce your rogue him goes in. rogue. <laughs> hold on, yeah. hold on. Let's a- let's ask where he keeps his boats, and then we could just steal it th- tonight. <laughs> Grand Theft. Oh, right. Let me try to intimidate. Grand Theft Naval. You're, you're gonna try to intimidate him. Wait, 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 wait! You're gonna try to intimidate him. Oh yeah! Now I'm gonna try to intimidate him because now he's trying to drive a hard bargain on us. Okay, go ahead. You know what? I'm gonna try and assist really? on that too. Bargain here. The swamp keeps growing. Then Pulls there will be no time. Shakes me angrily. So the problem with Skype, you guys, is that if two of you talk at the same time, it, it sounds like this. Yeah, I do that on purpose. So, yeah. Well, please don't because I'm recording. So, <laughs> You know what happens is I have to go through and edit all that out. I know. I don't do it on purpose. I just assume that everything I say gets edited out anyway. Uh... <laughs> okay, so what was the uh, intimidate role? 20 plus... Ten. Thirty. Okay, and, okay, and yes. I rolled a fourteen to assist, so Okay. Alright, so what do you say to him? Oh. Do I say it again? This time the do I get my my, my yeah, thirty seconds spotlight again? Yeah, to just tell Kyle to shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle, please. <laughs> do you really think that you're in a position to bargain here? I reach around his back and go, yeah. <laughs> he, um, you know, as you step closer and you sort of stare him down, he he's, he's almost seems to shrink because he's, you know, he's probably only about five foot five and he's a human, but he's pretty scrawny. He's not bulky at all. Uh, and, and as you step up, you know, you're this giant dragonborn and he sort of shrinks and his eyes get really big and, he just sort of says, ah, "I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, 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 I don't know what to say. I mean, I, I, I'm just trying to run a business. You know, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry." That is exactly what I'm telling you. There will be no business for you if the swamp keeps growing. Now we are the only ones who are either brave enough to rescue this town. We've told you already. We're not doing it for the money. <laughs> Our payment will be we will bring the boat back when we're done. We'll bring back three boats. And I'll help to repair it. <laughs> we'll make sure you're you're well rewarded for for your uh, generosity here. You'll be when able to buy pe- a better fisherman's hat. When the, <laughs> yeah. when the people of this planet laud our names with honor and glory, everyone will know that we got our boat from you. 
<laughs> nice one. He uh, he he just he says it, it, it's it's up there it's up there go ahead and take it and he and he basically just turns around and and runs back into the front of the store and where he pointed is up in up near the ceiling there's some crossbeams and the and there's two boats laying across the crossbeams up in, like it's like almost in a garage if you go into a garage and you look up and it has crossbeams and you can put different things up there well that's where the boats are there's two of them up there. Ooh. Do we need both, or are they big enough for all four of us? Or you could fit everybody in one. Okay. Yeah, well, then we we pick the one that looks that in like it's in better shape. Yeah. Okay. So, somebody roll for that. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna do some <laughs> mighty acrobatics to get up there to release it from its rafter prison. No, actually, I actually meant rolling to see which one's in better shape. <laughs> it's too late. I'm already doing backflips up there. <laughs> someone, does someone have a knowledge boat check? That would be uh, either like a dungeoneering or nature. Because you're either looking at the construction side of it, which would be dungeoneering, or you're looking at the at the wood part of it, which would be nature. I'll make oh, a dungeoneering check on it. Oh, never mind. I rolled the six. Uh, I have a twenty-two on my nature check. Okay. Um, well, unfortunately, they're both pretty shabby looking. Uh, most of the wood around the top, where what you would consider the railing, is uh, pretty rotten. The bottom of it looks okay, but I wouldn't sit on the little benches that are in there because they're pretty. Um, they're pretty rotten. Yeah. So. Let's take the other one, guys. Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh... Now do I go liberate it? <laughs> yeah, I assumed you're up there. Did you roll in acrobatics? Okay, yeah. Do you want me to do that? Yes, please. I, I was assuming that that's what you were doing. Okay, okay. Okay, I got a 18 on my acrobatics check. Okay, so you jump up there with uh, little to no effort, and you grab onto the cross beams, and you lift yourself up, and you're, you know, you're saying, "All right, get ready to catch it," and you're about to put that uh, boat down on the bottom. Okay, I push with all my scrawny might. Uh, are you gonna wait for everybody to get ready to catch it? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Not let's, moving. Let's hurry over. Okay. Actually, um, yeah, I'm, I'm there. I'm there to help catch it. Can I, I actually cast, cast a ritual here? Yeah, I have tensors floating disc. Okay. And we could just put it on that and push <laughs> it. What's the weight limit on tensors floating disc? It depends on my Arcana check result. Okay, go ahead and roll that. Okay, I got a 16, so that puts it at 500 pounds maximum okay, load. Okay, yeah, you you can hold the boat easily. Guys, let's just make two floating dicks and tie them together. Whoa, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> uh, you know, I believe I said took, discs. It only took an, an hour and 15 minutes to... <laughs> hey, I said discs. <laughs> I don't think you did. <laughs> well, here's me saying discs. 
so it can be edited back into what I said before. Whether <laughs> I said it or not. No, no, that's staying in. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. Whatevs. I'm pushing this boat. <laughs> hey, hey guys, why did we go through all that? If we, if uh, both of us could have just cast two tensors, floating discs that would have carried both of us, that we just would have had floating, you know, magic boats. <laughs> oh, that, would have, that would have made sense, and we can't have that. <laughs> because you're only level one. <laughs> that was my plan if we couldn't get the boat. <laughs> well, it's a good thing we've got a boat, because I get in that swamp, it'll definitely be tensors floating dicks around there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody can say that <laughs> correctly anymore. Let us continue, gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the problem was, is I was trying to say it while I was reading what Jared wrote. Jared. <laughs> right. <laughs> you can't blame it on Jared now. Come on. Uh, yes, I can. You can blame, blame it on Thaddeus. Jared. Yeah, blame it on Thaddeus. <laughs> okay, I Thaddeus. He gets blamed for everything, even in podcasts that he's not in. <laughs> All right, so let's get this boat. We're hauling for the swamp. All right. Singing, singing all the way. Yeah, what, what is that noise? <laughs> That's me singing. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what it is. Okay, so... You've got the boat. You notice that when you go back through and you go out to the front and you leave the, the store, this guy is nowhere to be seen. <clears throat> he has uh, he has vacated the premises because you uh, intimidated him so much. Let's yeah, take some more rope pants. <clears throat> so yeah, what now? Well, we head into the swamp. To the swamp, kids. Is there any sort of dock? Or is it just like you're walking until you start to hear squishing noises beneath your large rubber boots? <clears throat> is there a what now? What did you say? Like, is there like a dock into like a marshy part? Or do you just walk into the swamp until you start using the boat? No, so what happens is you walk out there and uh, about um, about a half a mile out of town you come into the little forested area and as you go deeper and deeper into the forest, it gets darker and darker, and the trees get sort of more swamp-like and more swamp-like. And the next thing you know, you're sort of in the swamp. Um, there's really – there's not a lot of transition between the regular dry forest and the swamp. You, you can see it as you're coming up to it, but it is a little bit gradual. So it's not, it's not truly all of a sudden, but it's not completely obvious either. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Okay, so we'll walk. All right. Look about us. Yeah, who, has a, so. who has a good uh, nature modifier? Mine's okay. It's a plus six. Is that the best that everybody's got? Yeah. Um, yeah, mine is zero. Okay. Mine's negative no. one. So what, <laughs> what did you want me to roll nature for? I hate for? nature. <laughs> I think what did you want me to roll nature for? To pick the best path through there. Yeah, okay. because you're going into the swamp. All, All right. assist. Uh, I rolled a 23. Oh, okay. okay. Um, I... You 
you notice uh, – so you enter the swamp and you sort of tell them, look, you know, you can tell we're getting into the swampy area because uh, the mosses on the trees are more brown and they're turning black versus in the forest they're drier and much greener. And, you know, you can tell the, the temperature is a lot lower and the look at the – it's the ground is more sort of sodden with water and then as you go a few hundred more feet in, you can say, look, there's pools of water now, and there weren't pools of water. And so you're sort of explaining to everybody how you know where you're going and why you're picking the route that you were picking and whatnot. Uh, and then you sort of walk into a clearing, and it feels very different to you. It feels like yeah. you've, um, you've passed from sort of the uh, one – area that is very well known into um, it's almost like um, I don't want to say another plane but you know how the, the difference between like normal mortal world and the Feywild mm. yes this is this is sort of that except it's not the Feywild you don't, you don't feel like it's the Feywild you just feel like there's something it's almost as though you're in a different kind of realm um, and at that point, it's very, very swampy around there. So you walked into this sort of makeshift clearing, and as it struck you that it was a, a different type of area, you looked around and you noticed that it's very, very swampy all of a sudden. And it's a sort of evil, like, you, you know, you get a bad feeling about it. Exactly. Exactly what you're typing. I do believe it's boat time. <laughs> it's boat time. Get to the boats. Okay. Can I make an arcana check to see if I can if if I can get any more information about why it's so different suddenly? Yes. Ooh, I got a twenty. That's a thirty-one. Wow. Nice. Um, he knows about all magic everywhere. Yeah. Unfortunately, um, it's not. It doesn't feel like there's an arcanic reason for it. It's not a magical thing. It's more of a. Um, it's it's more of a corruption of nature. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense. So. So rather than rather than it being well, someone took control of this region and and they've turned it into a portal into some other realm and therefore it's full of magical energy. Instead, it's more like well, it's 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 been regular it's it's regular mortal earth that's been corrupted into something that resembles evil corrupted things. <laughs> oh, that's like a troll dream. <laughs> Like Mexican politicians. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm an American. I don't know about foreign politics. <laughs> it's the same everywhere. <laughs> okay, yeah. so we're in the boat. We're in the boat feeling uncomfortable. Uh, <laughs> That's because tensor floating dicks are out. <laughs> That's what I was just <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So we're in the boat now. I'm assuming I'm not paddling because I have no upper body strength. I don't either. Okay. We're using you as a paddle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't. Appre- I don't appreciate those slurs. <laughs> We're okay. getting your gorgeous hair wet. 
It, okay, as so soon you're... as I leave the water, my hair goes perfectly back into place. <laughs> and it's all dry. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just um, thunder wave out the back of the boat and push us across. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you can do that if you want to. <laughs> um, so you get in the boat and you're you're floating along and um you go about um probably 500 feet and it feels like the boat is is floating a little lower in the water and also the water seems like it's getting a little bit um thicker like if you as you watch it you know and and a a boat leaves a wake right no matter how fast you're going it's going to leave a little bit of a wake and as you're oaring or as you're you know moving your oars through the water you notice the water is becoming a little bit thicker and 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 dirtier uh and the boat seems to be sitting a little bit lower in the water and there's a stench that there starts to be this stench rising from the water it smells like uh wet animals and feces Mm. My favorite. <laughs> I'm starting to think going south is a good idea. <laughs> <At this point. laughs> uh, guys, let's keep going. It probably gets better. This is probably the worst spot. <laughs> I bet nothing else bad happens. <laughs> Everyone start thinking of good stories to tell people back at town, because I'm sure nothing's going to happen. Yeah, no, this is boring. <laughs> it's going to be uneventful all the way. <laughs> yeah, right, I told so... you to be a ride in the park. But at least we have so this you... nice boat. Yeah. You're just you're just going to keep going then? Oh, yeah. All Unless right. someone wants to, like, drop a line or something, see how deep the muck is. Somebody's got a 10-foot uh, pole. Oh. We could see We're gonna as long use as ten it's... foot pole for that. Well, so you uh, so you you keep going and you go about um, six or seven hundred more feet, and the water stayed that same sort of thickly nasty, almost the thickness of motor oil now. Uh, but um, there's also a little bit of steam coming off the water, and it and it's not. Um, it's not fog. It's really steam. So you're sort of getting warm. Like it, the water's getting hotter. It's very odd. Uh, but also the boat is sinking even lower into the into the water. Mm. Uh, oh. Maybe somebody should make a nature check. Somebody who's actually knows what nature is. So <laughs> I, I so hate nature. I, I fold my uh, arms. I, Somebody tell the hippie to make a check. What'd you roll in nature? Sixteen. Okay. Um, well, you have you do know that there are natural springs uh, in the world, and that that there there are known cases of of warm water flowing up from the rivers and whatnot. Uh, but you've never heard of a swamp that has that particular um, attribute. And it doesn't seem, I mean, it, it, it just doesn't seem right, but it also, you know, it's not like you're, 
you know, you don't notice, you know, that there's a bunch of dead fish or, you know, that there's, you know, some sort of nasty undead or you, you don't see anything that's really, really horrible. You just see that, you know, that the swamp is thick water and it's getting hot and it smells. And that doesn't really strike you as that disgusting any more so than any normal swamp. Do we see any land nearby or like anything where we can get out and stretch our legs? Well, the, the, the river, the quote-unquote river, I mean, it's not really a river. It's a swamp, right? So it's more like an estuarine area. Um, but it's it's probably 10 feet across. So, you know, you, the boat fits comfortably, and it's it's just like you're going down a, a natural sort of 10-foot-wide river. Um, but you see land on both sides. They're just the land, the pieces of land aren't that big because the, you know, there's the little tributaries off of the main waterway that you're on and there's trees i take it lots and lots of trees with large yes. root systems going into the water and... exactly like a, it's like a mangrove forest mm-hmm. mm. so you go another uh you go another two or three hundred feet and you start noticing that on top of the water is this sort of black algae um and you also mm. notice that uh, the black algae is sticking to the boat, and it and it's um, it looks like it's like soaking into the boat. And you see steam start to rise off of the places where these big clumps of black algae are attaching to the boat. Uh-oh. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna scoop some of the algae up with my metal warhammer and examine it with Arcana. Okay. I'm just going to say it's a good thing we didn't pay for this boat. That is a 14. <laughs> okay. Uh, the algae has been... Um, it's it, it looks like it was normal algae, but uh, something has happened to it. It has, it has soaked up some sort of energy, um, some sort of magical energy from somewhere, you're assuming the lake, because that's where the algae's living, but it's soaked up this, this nasty, corrupting energy, and it's becoming uh, really, um, it has a very high metabolism because of the magical energy that's, that's in it, and so it's basically a little eating machine. Um, and as you're sitting there looking at it and, and sort of pondering it with, with and trying to figure out you know, what's imbuing it with this ability to eat wood and stuff... You see a little bit of steam start to rise from your uh, from your metal warhammer. Ooh, we need uh, to land just... the boat at once. <laughs> uh, I just, shake it just off. kind of a an experiment. I want to uh, use a lance of faith into the swamp and just see what the radiant energy does. Okay. Uh, just somewhere yes. a few feet off, uh, just like ten feet off to the one side of the boat. Okay, towards. Uh, um big trees or like in a clearing or just at the water or what are you at the, at the water itself okay wouldn't it be hang on before you do that wouldn't it be wiser to land the boat first somewhere just saying in case we get attacked by an algae monster yeah we can do that <laughs> I'm reminiscing at this point because little eating machine is what my mom used to call me <laughs> oh we lost Jeremy yeah, he lo- he. Uh, I tried to call him back, but he logged out. Uh, I'm assuming his computer also has problems. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, let's land a boat somewhere where we can stand, and then I'll blast it. I just want to see what the... If it's full of corrupting energy, then let's see what Radiant does to it. Okay, so I'm going to need an acrobatics roll from everybody to get out of the boat without falling into the river. Oh, I hate God. You so much, Sam. Okay, can, we, <laughs> can we do athletics? One of those cases where we can do athletics or acrobatics? Yeah, you, you could do athletics as well. Uh, this is because the water is really no deep and there's no real, like, it's not like a normal bank like you would think of. Uh, in a swamp, you you uh, you would think normally in a swamp, if you push your boat over to the to the to where the landfall is, it sort of runs up against the land and uh, and you sort of get out and you're stepping in like two or three feet of water, and then or maybe you're stepping out in only a few inches. But in this, it's like fully deep until you get the boat right up to the land, and so you're stepping out of a boat as though it's in the ocean, sort of like you're stepping out from the boat onto a dock. However, the land is also still soft and soggy, so it's hard to get your footing. So that's why I'm making you do the... Uh, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and, and go for the, the roots of the trees, like to try to find my stepping through the roots of the trees. Okay. Because they would be firmer in a mangrove swamp. Yeah. Someone roll for Jaren. I will. Ten plus whatever you have. <laughs> oh, he's back online. Let's. Uh... <laughs> well, while you guys are. Uh -oh. While you guys are stepping out, oh. I do a gainer onto the land. Okay. Hey, Jaron, roll a uh, acrobatics or athletics check. Um. Okay. Let's see. I had to reboot, so let me get back to my. Yeah. <clears throat> We're not exactly sure where we lost you. What was the last thing that you heard? Um, examining algae with Arcana, or okay. Arcana. Uh, so he determined that it was um, it tainted. He, he, it's tainted. It, it ate. It's been soaking up the Arcanic energy from somewhere, and <clears throat> it corrupted it and. It was able to sort of start eating through the Warhammer, the metal Warhammer. Oh, oh great. So uh, you guys decided to push the boat to the to the bank and everybody get out of the boat because uh, you don't want to be in the water anymore. Okay. Um, I got a 12 on my acrobatics. Okay. Um, so the 12 and the 14 are going to need help. So... <clears throat> So, uh, Belkis and, ouch, and Anaris are getting out of the boat, and everybody else sort of got out and, and found their footing real quickly, but, uh, as, as, um, as, uh, as Belkis and Anaris are getting out, the boat starts to sort of bit, get pushed away, and they lose their footing, and they start to fall in, so uh, they need to roll saving throws to oh. not fall in the water. Can I help them? Can we help them somehow? <clears throat> well, let's see how they do on their saving throws. Okay. S seven. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he needs help. He needs help. <laughs> uh, oh. I rolled a one. Oh, jeez. He needs uh, more help. <laughs> he needs a lot of help. 
So okay, unfortunately, nice. Third Color has a thing against the Ladrin. No, nothing personal, man. <laughs> <laughs> nothing personal. I just hate you. Could, could my 14 roll just be me, like, climbing up on the Dragonborn's uh, shoulders when he does his fancy moves? <laughs> no. Um, but, uh, so two people need to help both of you. We got all that rope. So okay. Yeah. I'll try to catch whoever's nearer to me. Don't throw any rope. Just try and help oh. us out because that algae's going to eat the rope. Yeah. How would I do that? Like try to catch one of them when I notice that they're falling. You can make a, a, an acrobatics check. Yeah. Hey. Can I do that for the the nearest guy to me too? Can't yes. it be athletics? <laughs> No, no, because in this case, you're sort of trying to twist the right way and grab them and also keep your own footing. Okay. (laughs) I hope I wasn't... All of a sudden, this doesn't sound like a good idea anymore. (laughs) That's right, because I rolled a one. Me too. (laughs) All right, well, there's two people left. Are you going to (laughs) assist? Well, there's only one of you left, I guess. Let's see. Uh, I guess it's only me. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, I'll try. Try I try think... something. Try something good. What are you gonna try to do? Um, that's a good question. What the hell am I gonna do? Let's see. Do I have any items that'll work? Uh, I have a quarter staff. Uh, let me hold that out and let someone grab onto it. Okay, you can do that. So, what do you want me to roll for that? Uh, roll a d20 with the dex modifier. Okay. That'll be... Let's see. <laughs> you don't even want to know what I rolled. <laughs> <laughs> the swamp hates dice. Uh, let's just say I didn't roll a one, but uh, I didn't do much better than a one. <laughs> Okay. He didn't roll a one, but he didn't roll a three. <laughs> okay, yeah, so, exactly. Uh, <clears throat> so you guys, um, you you see that the algae is bad, and you do an arcana check on it, and you find out that it has some sort of super metabolic ability to use energy and eat wood and, and warhammer material, uh, steel or iron <laughs> composite, whatever it is. Um, <clears throat> and you decide that you are going to get the hell out of the swamp, so you or out of the water. So you push. So we the all boat promptly up. jump into the swamp. Yeah, you you push the boat up to the bank, and uh, Theron the cleric gets out, and um, Dirklin gets out, the warlord, and <clears throat> Uncliff gets out, and as they're sort of trying to get their bearings and figure out and make sure everything's okay. <clears throat> Belkis and Anaris start to get out of the boat and the boat starts to be pushed off and they lose their balance and they both sort of try to scramble out and uh, the warlord turns around and tries to help and and slips and, and isn't able to catch um, Belkis and uh, the um, <clears throat> the cleric throws out his, his staff and tries to have Anaris grab onto it and they're falling so quickly that they that they can't grab it. And what happens is, um, 
Belkis falls into the swamp, and Anaris falls back into the boat, and the boat rocks and sways and goes farther out to the water with no oars in it. So now the situation is Belkis is in the water and getting covered, and, and the, this algae stuff, as soon as he fell in the water, the algae started coming right towards him. And now Anaris is out in the middle of the river in the boat. Mm. <clears throat> <clears throat> and now I have to go get something to drink because my throat suddenly is scratchy. So give me a couple minutes, um, and you guys can discuss what you want to do. Um, what do we do? Mm. <laughs> the question so what do we do, guys? <laughs> well, I, I think you, we should them. probably... We should probably go and help out uh, Anaris because I have 24 HP, which is pretty resilient for a wizard. I could probably take, you know, a couple rounds, and we could probably take a breather, and and I could use up a couple healing surges. Okay, here's my plan as of now. I vote that the Dragonborn ties rope to me <laughs> and oh, wait, 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 wait. If and then toss you to the boat. I need to know how close I am yeah. to the shore because I can teleport five squares. If only we had a map. <laughs> hey, there's an <laughs> no, idea. No, don't commando. But well, he said it was a ten away. foot. He said it was a ten foot wide uh, creek, so you should or a ten foot wide river, so you'd definitely be able to teleport your twenty five feet on the shore. But we'd be Sans boat. Well, it doesn't look like the boat's going to do us a lot of good if the the uh, jelly or whatever it is, it's eating through it, right? Yeah, if if the algae is destroying the boat, we're probably not going to be able to take it back anyway. That's a good point. We'll, we'll see how well it eats through dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good idea. If you can teleport into the shore, that you know saves our, saves us a lot of trouble there. Yeah, and I don't have to become the living grappling. Yeah, no, we have, we have other uses that in mind for so you. Good. Especially with our roles <laughs> lately. With our roles lately, he'd probably just throw you square into the water in the deepest part. <laughs> like a harpoon. I'd come up with a fish. Yay! Or he'd just spike you square into the earth. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe toss him all the way across and into the other a tree on the other side. We shouldn't have tied the rope around his neck. <laughs> you guys are jerks. <laughs> All right, so what's going on? Um, how how far am I from the from the shore or from the bank? Oh, you only went about uh, probably ten or twelve feet. Oh, okay. <laughs> so then I can just face step onto the bank, right? As an Aladrin. Um, yeah, you could probably face step onto the bank, but you will lose the boat. Right. But with the algae eating it away, we pretty much lost the boat already anyway, right? Mm-hmm. That's a okay. fair assessment, sure. <laughs> All right, I'll just I'll just teleport up to 5 squares onto okay. the thing. <clears throat> yeah, cuz the river at its widest point was only 10 or 12 feet. So, in fact, you were pushed almost all the way to the other side of the the other bank of the thing. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's what I'll do then. All right, and what's going on with uh, Belkis? I'm trying not to drown. <clears throat> okay, 
Uh, you want to make a saving throw? <laughs> yeah, I'll make a I'll make a saving throw versus drowning. <laughs> Wait, it's <laughs> seven. Oh, can, can I roll athletics? Can I roll athletics to pull him out? Yeah, you can reach for him. You can tell everyone, you know, hold on to me and 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 reach over and try to pull him out of the the water. Sure. Okay. <clears throat> hold on to I'm me not then. Hold on to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I've been picked on as of late. Okay, so that's just 18. Four. Okay. So the warlord uh, grabs the dwarf by the sh- by the neck and pulls him out of the river and uh, he is just covered in this black nasty algae stuff and it it looks like it's all over him and it just looks like it's moving it's like teeming nasty little bugs and it starts to itch drop drop and roll (laughs) Yeah, I'm assuming you're freaking out at this point. Yeah, I, I, I would assume it doesn't doesn't hurt. Um, <clears throat> but if you actually if you if you do like roll on the ground, it'll come off onto the onto the uh, the other like um, moss and stuff that's on the ground. Okay, so it's it's sort of like itching, like I got in a bad patch of nettles, and I just stop, drop, and roll, get it off of there. Okay. And then I stomp at it. <laughs> okay. Um, you notice that it just soaks, like, it soaks into the ground, and the stuff that hit mossy stuff, it soaks right into the moss. And you don't see it as little bugs anymore. It's just, just some liquid, fluidy stuff that just soaks right in. Does and now, a- you're all, now you're all standing on the swamp, on the dry part, with no boat. Panting. Yay. <laughs> Did you have a question about the algae? Yeah, does it, uh, with the moss and the earth around it, does it look like it like melts into it, or or is there any like physical change in it, or is it just it dissipates? It looks like it melts into the, okay. into the ground and into the moss, as though it becomes, it goes into it and becomes part of it. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So where can we go from here? <clears throat> well, you, you're on dry land, and you can just follow the swamp sort of, um, you know, it, it goes in about every two or three hundred feet, it branches off, and, and you'd have a choice, you know, left, right, or straight down the middle, and uh, there's several branch points, um, but when you look around, you notice that um, over to the northeast of you, or sorry, northwest of you, there looks to be a, a, a thicker clump of trees, more so than than what you're, the area you're in right now, and they look to be um, not mangrove trees, so they're not swamp trees, they're more like uh, maples and elks, or elks, really? elms, yeah. <clears throat> Head that direction, then. Yeah, yeah I'm not going to yeah. make a judgment call, because I hate nature. <laughs> <laughs> I I'll think so. I hate nature, but I hate this specific nature. Okay. Let's go and check on that. 
I think we just followed the river. I mean, we were going to go down the river in the boat anyway, so we may as well walk along the shore in the river until something that looks really out of the ordinary catches our eye. Well, the, if the trees are that far to the ordinary for what the rest of the swamp is, we might as well have a look. Yeah. Yeah, that's what could go wrong. It's for treasure. <laughs> what? Go wrong. Literal treasure trove. <laughs> okay, so you get over there to the <clears throat> to the treed area, and you notice as you're coming up to it that it, it starts to be uh, more like the land that w- that you were on before you entered the swamp. So the the ground is drier. There's not as much like black nasty moss. There's more greens and there's bushes and underbrush rather than moss and mushrooms. Did we um, just go in a circle? I hope you can not. roll a you can roll a nature to try to determine that. Uh, I'll roll. <laughs> Since I'm the only one I think with a positive nature check. I got yeah. a ten. I got a ten too. I got a sixteen. Um, you don't feel like you went in a circle. You just feel like this is a weird part of the... Maybe it's a part that the the swamp didn't take over or something. It's just, it's out of place, but it doesn't look like it's... You know, you didn't go in a circle. I'll take the pick end end of my Warhammer and just dig into the ground a little bit and see if there's any, like, ground seepage or anything around there that might have, you know, been... Try and figure out why there's why it's such a weird section of the swamp. Okay, um, you dig down a couple of feet, and um, it looks really sandy. So, you know, the first foot or so is is nice topsoil where you, you know it looks like where you would plant vegetables and fruits in a garden and trees, and they would thrive. And then after about the first foot or foot and a half. Uh, it it gets really sandy and it just looks like beach sand. <clears throat> there's maples growing on beach sand. There are there are so you look around. There's maples. There's a couple of pine trees. There's some uh, elm trees. There's a couple of really tall oak trees, uh, and they're all in various stages of uh, of changing colors and leaves falling and whatnot. Well, there's probably some sort of underwater aquifer that's, you know, under this sand that's f- being able to feed those trees. They're able to root tap down in there. But I'm sure that there might be clean water underneath. Uh, probably there's probably this layer of sand and then a layer of bedrock and then the water. So that's probably why it's growing like that. We could probably move on without any consequence. Yeah. Unless or there's a big magic. X. Unless there's a big X somewhere and there might be treasure in the sand. <clears throat> <laughs> okay, well then let's just keep walking. Yeah. Okay. So you walk past that and you go another two or three hundred feet and I I'm assuming you're all staying close to the river part, because that's what you said before. Yeah. You're sort of yeah. you're sort of sort of following it. Um and you come to a big cliff. And, I mean, it's a cliff going up, not a cliff like you come to a cliff and it drops off. <clears throat> um, and coming out of this cliff are all sorts of roots and uh, rocks and, you know, 
weird tree branches uh, and bones and dead animals and all sorts of stuff. It, it almost looks like this land was pushed up physically by something. And what you're seeing is where it pushed up, it, it just is the exposed ground, as though you were looking at the ground from underneath the ground up. Hmm. And uh, you also see a little doorway about 200 feet over to the left. There's just a little stone. There's like two or three stones, like a stone pathway, and there's a doorway right in the ground. Okay. Um, if it's all right with the rest of my buddies, I want to stealth over there and investigate the little door. That's fine. So as not to draw attention to myself, but so I can report back on what it could be. Does that sound legit? Yeah, it sounds like a good idea to me. <clears throat> all right, I'm doing it. <laughs> okay, I got a 24... Okay. On stealth? Yeah. Guys, no more halfling jokes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, like so... I realize why no one plays them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like halflings, so, you know. Um, so, uh, so you snuck over there, uh, seemingly without notice. You know, you didn't... You didn't uh, create any ruckus, but what are you doing? Uh, I just want to look at that door more closely, see if I can tell, like, if there's any indication of, like, a certain race or something that has, has constructed it. If it's, like, obviously, I don't know, like, if it's obviously a troll warren or something like that. I, I just want to sort of check it out so I can have something to tell my friends when I waddle back there. Okay, so you can roll like a Dungeoneering or a Nature or even a Streetwise would do it for you. Okay, let me do a Streetwise. Okay. <clears throat> I got an 8. <laughs> okay. Uh, you don't really recognize anything. You see that the, the door frame it has carvings in it, but the carvings, they just look like vines. It doesn't look like any language or any runes or anything like that. It just looks like vines carved okay. around the door uh, and the door is stone, by the way. It's not wooden. Okay. <clears throat> and it basically goes directly into the ground. Oh, wow. Mm. I must have missed that. Yeah, oh, it's not, it's not like, yeah, it's not standing up. It's actually in the ground. Okay, I waddle back to my friends. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And uh, tell them. Guys, it, it looks like it's been carved into, but not necessarily in a language. Uh, perhaps that means that whoever whoever made this door has some value for the for the arts, <laughs> or maybe they're just really bored when they were making it. But but we know it's not a, a natural hole in the ground. Maybe they were just high on the fumes that we were smelling. Huh. Maybe so. Maybe so, my friend, but <laughs> I think we should check it out regardless. Okay, sure, I'm all for it. Nothing attacked me while I waddled back, so we think we can also <laughs> approach the door. Or maybe they just didn't see me because I'm so awesome. 
<laughs> okay. I'm sure your awesomeness makes you look more discreet. <laughs> it does. Really, so I mean, you're... yeah. By awesome, I mean short. They couldn't see me because I was behind some rocks. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> okay, so you uh, so you convince them to go look at the door. Yes. All right, so you guys are all standing around a door in the ground. Okay. <clears throat> what do those uh, things look like? You also you you actually also notice that. Uh, the area around the door, like for three inches on each side of the door, it looks like regular ground, like what you saw with the trees a few feet, you know, a few hundred feet ago. It's not like swamp ground. Hmm. All right. I, I dare Durkalar to stand on it. Can I roll nature? <laughs> can I roll nature and see if there's anything natural that might cause that? Yeah, you can roll nature. And, uh,. And Durkalar just sees vines carved into the door, just like... Okay. I only just rolled a 10. So. Uh, it, uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to ask if the vines are carved in a pattern, like a symbol or something. Uh, they're carved to look like they're twisting around the, the, um, the door frame. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Just doing what vines do. <laughs> okay, so the nature check uh, doesn't really <clears throat> doesn't really tell you much other than you know uh, if the swamp is is growing because of some um, some magical property or some uh, basically if the swamp is growing through unnatural means, you've heard of cases where you know, nature will keep hold on certain parts of things and just not be taken over. So it's not extremely uh, surprising that you'll find areas where there's no taint, but it is curious to see it right in front of your eyes. Hmm. So Uncliff picks up a piece of swamp moss, mm-hmm. and I'm going to do this again. I'm- that's something and get someone. Uh, I'm gonna throw <laughs> the moss like towards this untainted area, okay. and and see what happens to the moss. See if it like gets ejected into something, <laughs> huh. or, or if it sprouts the flowers or something. <laughs> then the cleric gets hit by an arrow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, why don't you roll me and. Uh, um... Either a strength check or an uh, acrobatics or athletics to throw okay, that acrobatic. moss. Acrobatics. I throw it really cool. Acrobatics. <laughs> well, this is more like how is your aim and oh, okay. how, how much did you pick up and whatnot. You okay, do a backflip I... and kick with your legs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, I do. I got a 30 on my acrobatics. Okay, okay so you throw a big clump oh! of swap. Whoa. Uh, you throw a, a, big, a big clump of swamp moss into the direct center of the door, uh, and the door slides open. When it, when it slides open, the moss that was on it gets pushed off and falls down into the hole where the where the door opened, and you can't see the moss anymore. So you'll have to walk up to to look at look at everything. Just, See what happened to the moss. Did it open? Like, it, did the door stay open? 
Yeah, it slid open and it stayed open. Okay. Ooh. Oh, Durkler heads over there. Okay. Want to see what's in there? Uh, there is a stair. There are stair steps going down. Okay. And it's very dark down there, so you can't really see very much. Mm. Quick, we need Uncliff here. Hi, <laughs> him. Yeah. Hey, guys, we have a torch. I'm using a torch. Okay. Or I'm asking uh, a wizard to light something. Light? Besides me. Light a copper coin. I'm sure we have one. And then just drop that down. Can do. Yep. Um, except I'm not giving up any copper coins. Anybody got one? <laughs> <laughs> I just pick uh, up a big I pick up a glob of moss and just sort of toss it down there and cast light on the moss yeah okay uh, that works pretty good until the moss hits the water that's down at the bottom of the staircase and sinks down about two feet into dark murky water and doesn't give off very much light huh. so um, how, how far how far down did it go before it hit the water? It, uh, it it went down about eight feet, but then it sunk into about two feet two feet of water. And the, the the stairs go down directly into the water. Yes. Okay. Well, I go in there and I I walk down the steps until I get to the edge of the water, see how far down I am. I'll okay. cast light on my wand and follow him. Okay. So you walk down there, and you the dragonborn has to crouch a little bit uh, okay. because you you stop on the steps before you hit the water. Uh, so if it was a normal size step, about two and a half of the stairs are covered in water. So you walked down about oh eight or nine stairs, and then there's two or three stairs beyond that, but the whole thing is just covered in water, dark and murky water. With with <laughs> The light on the wand, can I see the bottom or can I see what's down there? You can see the bottom, but you don't, it's not very clear. It's pretty murky. So you see, you know, you can tell that it's like stone, the same sort of stone that made the steps are made of that you're on. Mm -hmm. Um, But not not much more than that. And what is that? Is that like a chamber or a hallway or? or? Well, going, I mean, it's, it's like a hallway and it keeps going further on. But okay. you can't really you can't see very much farther down. It's really very dark. Mm-hmm. And as far as you can see, it's about it's at least a foot or two of water, and the walls are are made of so, of solid stone, and they're you know they're covered with like mossy slimy stuff because it's very damp down there, and you hear dripping water mm-hmm. because there's. There's places where it's dripping out of the walls and out of the ceiling and and going down and hitting the water that's on the floor. Okay, so I I I lean closer to the water and mm-hmm. I dip the end the the butt end of my of my spear into the water to you know just sort of feel it around feel what mm-hmm. the bottom feels like. Uh, feels like stone. Okay, <laughs> not not overly slippery or you know. Well, I mean, doesn't seem like it, but that doesn't mean there's not spots that are slippery. Okay. <clears throat> and but it feels like normal water. It's not like the other stuff that we were wading through earlier that was just thick like oil and 
Yeah, it feels the regular consistency of water, but it is pretty murky, so it's not like clean, fresh water. Okay, well, I go down the steps into the water. Okay. Uh, he steps down into the water, and you realize that the water is a little bit deeper than you guys thought at first. It's more like three feet deep rather than one or two. Uh, <clears throat> and when he steps into the water, all the water starts glowing. Oh, man. So, so there's a lot of luminescence now in in the water. Mm-hmm. You, you actually can't tell if it's the water that's glowing or the walls on the floor where the water's covering it. Hmm. Oh. What do you think, guys? Guys, if this is well, three feet deep, that feet leaves me 11 inches. <laughs> so basically, the Someone halfling... carry me. You can write on... <coughs> okay. Um, someone carry me? Well, yeah, somebody's going to need to carry me, too. I'm only four and a half foot tall. <laughs> I, can, I can carry the halfling. Yeah, I can cast... I can cast Tensor's floating disc <laughs> again. Yeah, I think you should just do that instead of having. I'm me sorry, carried. it's still funny. <laughs> so yeah, I'll I'll cast the the disc spell and put the hip boots on. Okay. <clears throat> and uh, I'll tow I'll tow around whoever wants to get on this thing. I guess you guys could both fit on here. Well, it depends okay, so, on your weight. So who's yeah. staying in the water? I am. Well, I am too. How much does the dwarf weigh? 200 pounds. <laughs> 200? Okay, I'm going to have to roll for that then. Let's see. <laughs> uh, rituals, floating dicks, and... I got a 17, so that's up to 500 pounds. So that should be enough for both of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I also weigh. Two. <laughs> I weigh. I weigh 80, so we're good. <laughs> okay. Cool. Okay. Well, <clears throat> so tell me the order here. So who's going first? I'm going first. Okay. And then followed by. Uh, I guess I guess me and Aris and then the dwarf and rogue behind me on the disc. Yeah, I'll bring up okay. the rear. All right. In our disc. <laughs> okay. You bring so, up the rear and the disc. <laughs> so you walk. You start walking down this hallway, uh, and when you're about two or three hundred feet away, you hear the door that you came in slide shut. Ooh. It, block, it blocks out all the light that that was coming from that opening. Mm-hmm. Uh, I cast light on the And the the uh, the glowing the sort of luminescence that had first uh, come in when the dragonborn stepped in the water that's sort of dimming out now and it's going away. Um, <clears throat> and uh, and you walk about fifty or sixty feet, and all of a sudden there's another set of steps, and they there's about three steps, and they come out of the water, and then the passageway goes to the left and to the right. 
Hmm. I say left. Okay. Always go left. Two more okay. horrors. Taught me that. <laughs> well, I, I, wa- I walk out of the, up the steps and out of the water slowly, it's still leading the way, and I peer into the into both passages. Like I peer left and right to see if I see anything. Uh, you see about thirty feet of hallway on both sides, and then you don't see much beyond that. Okay. So uh, right. take the left one. Okay. So everybody's going left now. Are you guys I'm still getting off tensors? That's what I was going to ask, if you were going to get off of the disc or stay on. It took him ten yeah, minutes I'm to going... cast this thing. I'm going to ride on it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get off I'm going to ride it hard and leave the rear area. <laughs> Guys, so bad. Anyway, so you... Uh, You're walking down the left passage, and uh, it goes on about 30 or 40, maybe 50 feet. And then it's almost like there was a dead end, and something broke through that wall. There was a dead end. So it's almost like uh, you're walking through – you're in a hallway that's made of stone, and someone broke through the end of the stone, and – the passageway goes out of that and back into the swamp. And as you come up to that, <clears throat> you hear a female voice say, help me, help me, I'm over here. And it sounds like it's being carried away off in that direction. Ooh. Can I roll insight to see if this sounds legit? Yes. <laughs> okay. Just a second. <clears throat> Uh, 15. It sounds legit to you. <clears throat> In that uh, case. Is no. Yes. Someone please roll better than that. <laughs> I'm going to make no. an arcana check to see if it's some sort of prestidigitation or some other magical type of enchantment. Okay. And I rolled a 17. Okay, uh, you sense fey magic, but not, like, trickery. You know, so you, I, I know that you were doing the check because you wanted to make sure it wasn't, like, a decoy kind of thing. Uh-huh. You, you don't sense it being a decoy, but you do sense fey wild magic. Okay. Or like, there, magic. Might be some, there might be someone who is adept at using magic calling for help. Right. Hmm. Or someone oh, being it's... eaten by something that's using magic. <laughs> well, it sounds legit, so let's. Uh, I'm. We should go help this person. Whoever. Yeah, they let's are. go. Get, so, can I roll an insight check, or, or is that beyond my ability well, to so, question? So the so the um, the way that I normally run a game is if if there's a skill that 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 needs to be used. Basically, the person who says, oh, I'm going to roll insight, 
roles that skill, and and that's the insight number that we take. And if other people want to assist with that, they can assist. But oh, okay, you know, it, it's sort of like if I if somebody says oh, I'm going to roll insight, and then they roll really low, and the and another person says oh well I'm going to roll insight, then then we might as well not do a skill check because if I let everybody roll insight, then eventually somebody's going to roll a really high number, right? So okay. so basically, it's whoever says they're going to do the action and then does it, then that's that's the one we take. Okay. All right. All right, well, can I stealthily make my way up the rocks and peek out at what may be calling for us or anyone? Yeah, I mean, it's so basically it's not you're, – you're not going, like, on rocks. You're just going oh, okay. through a passageway that was um, – <clears throat> the, the walls were, like, burst out, right? Like something ran through them. Like, a, like okay. the Kool-Aid guy running I through guess the imagining... wall, right? <laughs> okay. Okay, I guess I'm imagining the rubble. I have a really vivid mm-hmm. imagination. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so I guess I'm imagining like sneaking through the rubble of the door to, okay. until I get to a point where I can maybe see out farther, poke my okay. beautiful hair above <laughs> the line. And... So you want to stealth that then? Yeah, I do. Okay, go ahead and pull it. Okay. Um, it's a 25 to my stealth check. Okay. Um, so you sort of wind your way in, in between the rubble of the wall that, that used to be the dead end and you get out there and you look and you find yourself in the, the blackest swamp you have ever seen. The ground is really, it's like all mossy more so even than where you guys had the thing where you got on the boat. And you look over and you see all these really tall black trees and these these really um, nasty dark, you know, mushrooms and mosses and really just you're in the thick of the swamp and you don't see anything. Like you don't see anyone carrying someone away or any creatures or anything. You just see black swamp and trees. And I hate nature, so. (laughs) Right. So I'm especially hating the situation. Um, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call back. Just like, coast is clear? <laughs> <laughs> Question mark. Come on out. <laughs> all the all the oxen free. Yeah. So I'm calling for everyone to come out. Look. I guess. Okay. So if I hear him, then I'll come. In, I'll come in after him. Okay. Or come out, rather. <laughs> I'll go out. I'll go wherever Tensor's floating disc sends me. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> um, Just sort so, of being shuttled. <laughs> so, uh, so you're all standing there, and, and you see basically the same thing that I described to Kyle, that you're in a really deep, dark part of the swamp, uh, there's no lights anywhere other than what the light sources that you're holding. Um, and there's abundant mushrooms and mosses and there's water, you know, pools of standing water in many different places. In some places you can tell they're pretty shallow and in some places you can't tell how deep they are. Um, you don't hear any, uh, you know, <clears throat> in a forest you would hear crickets and, you know, dragonflies and little mammals scurrying about and birds, and you don't hear anything like that whatsoever. Hmm. Guys, I hate nature. 
<laughs> I'll roll. Let me roll a nature check and see. I mean, you've pretty much told us that it's kind of unnatural, but uh, yeah, I don't know anything more than that. <laughs> and let's leave it there. <laughs> he didn't roll a one, but he didn't roll a three. Uh, actually, I did roll a one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, what are you going to do? Mm, well, there's no more noise, right? We're not hearing anybody still calling to us or anything. Maybe we That's should right. backtrack and go right instead of going yeah, left. Yeah, let's go take a look down the other hallway before we decide That's to go. That's what I was thinking, too, there. yeah. That's a good idea. Okay. <clears throat> okay, so you backtrack, uh, and you get to the, the intersection. <clears throat> and uh, I'm assuming you go beyond, because the whole point was to go down that other pathway. And you go, yeah. once again, 30 or 50 feet, and... Uh, it opens up into a room and the room looks sort of like a, an old style chapel it's got about six pews on each side they're facing the front of the room <clears throat> in the front of the room there's like a podium there are is a place for what you would assume like candles and incense and all that I don't know what you call one of those where everything is set up like that um, and on the walls are all these tapestries. And on on these tapestries, you see lots of pictures of forest land and uh, imps and nymphs and, you know, eladrin and elves and, and all of these sort of fae creatures, centaurs and satyrs and, um, you know... Lots of mammals and and stuff like that, and they're all like it's it, they're all like frolicking scenes, right? Uh, and happy-go-lucky scenes of something, you know, some depiction of this happy times. Except for the last one, which happens to be right behind the uh, the podium where the the priest would be speaking, and that shows a bunch of uh, nymphs being slaughtered. Uh, I'm going to make a history history check. And... Uh, Say that again. What was... I'm going to make a history check. (laughs) Mauricio first. Gentlemen, one at a time. (laughs) Mauricio, what were you saying? I was just going... The nymphs are being slaughtered in the tapestry. Slaughtered by whom? You can't see. It just shows them like, you know... <clears throat> some of them are like laying on the ground and their guts are ripped out and some of them are like decapitated and really bloody. It's just a very nasty, disturbing scene. Some of them were like, you know, sitting in a tree and an axe is sticking into them so far that it's stuck in the tree and they're dead and and uh, it's it's a picture like that, but you don't you don't actually see the perpetrators in the picture. Hmm. Okay. And that's the one that Behind the the the, the altarpiece, <clears throat> right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you were somebody was going to do a history check? Yeah, I was going to do a history check to see if uh, there's anything that I know offhand about historical events about you know mystical creatures slaughtering each other. Okay. And that is a twenty-seven. Okay. Well, there. Um, 
there is one part of history that you don't know a whole lot about, but you you remember this sort of jogged your memory seeing these tapestries. You remember that there was a, a point in time in this world where the fae creatures wanted to come and teach their knowledge and their way of life to the civilized races on the mortal plane. And uh, for the first 10 or 15 years, they were welcomed and they opened themselves up and they taught many, many who they consider the mortal civilized races a lot about the Feywild. And they got to the point where they were Mm -hmm. teaching some humans how to travel into the Fey. Uh, And Unfortunately, it's, it's a little sketchy. No one really knows exactly how it happened, but uh, someone who was uh, like a necromancer learned – they either captured someone that had been told how to get into the Fae or they learned by disguising themselves and tricking the Fae into teaching them how to do it. And they, they came in and they slaughtered all of, all of the Fae. That's okay. not nice. I dis- I describe that that uh, story to everyone using prestidigitation and the walls, sort of like making it look like a little holographic animation. Ooh. <laughs> I get very sort of like angry. colors of the wind. Mm-hmm. Sort of like the opening scene in Fern Gully. Yeah, just like <laughs> that. Just exactly like that. <laughs> okay. Mm. But the, so, now, the, so, the, so the thing about that I'm little bit of history, the... and, it, and it sort of parallels the tapestry, is that even though they know that the, who the necromancer was that, that tricked his way into the Feywild, and they know that he was evil, they don't know what he had in his army to come and slaughter the Fey. All they know is that he took an army of probably aberrant creatures and went into the Fey. Oh. And that's so that that's the reason why it's not on the tapestry because it's lost to history. Did we ever shoot a lance of faith into that algae? No. No, we didn't. Aww. We're too busy getting you guys out of the, the swamp. <laughs> well, isn't there like a big old blob of it over in that left hallway that we get to shoot at? Yeah. <laughs> So what else is there in the in the chapel there besides the ta- the tapestries and the altarpiece and the the reliquary? Uh, that's pretty much it. There's not a whole lot in there. It, it looks like it hasn't been used in quite some time. Mm. There any pews or seats or anything that? Yeah, people... there were there were uh, six rows of pews on each side of a main aisle. Yeah. Mm. No other exits or entrances. Doesn't appear so. No. Okay. How about well, let's, uh, let's take a close look at everything? Maybe there's something we're not seeing at a casual glance. So. Okay, I'll I'll approach the altar then to check that out. Okay. So you want to do a perception check? Uh, yes. Yes, in fact, I do. <laughs> from from up close, the altar. I'm standing behind it as if I were giving the sermon. So I'm okay. looking out, out the other direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. Maybe an eight option. Uh, you don't notice anything out of the ordinary or anything that catches your eye. 
Okay. I'm totally disinterested in this altar, I say to the others. <laughs> okay, so okay, that was my contribution to the search effort. <laughs> right, I'll, I'll, let me, I'm going to look closer at the tapestries, just uh, each one. See okay. if there's anything if there's anything behind them, if there's anything unusual about them. So, okay, uh, you want to roll something? Yeah, just perception right now. So, okay. God, wow, I can't roll very well anymore. I just rolled a ten. Okay. Um, and, and I assist don't... him. Um, you could, but you're probably not going to get any more than what he's about to get. So. Uh, okay. It probably wouldn't probably wouldn't be a good use of your time. Okay. Um, you you don't really notice anything about the tapestries other than the fact that they're clean and brand new. Like they've obviously had some sort of um, ritual or or magic cast upon them to keep them looking like they were just woven yesterday. Uh, they're not mossy. They're not dirty, they're not frayed, they're not faded, they look like they were literally hung there this morning. Hmm. But it's not, you can tell it's not natural, it's it's some sort of fey ritual or or some sort of magical spell to preserve them that way. Except the slaughter one is not like that. The slaughter one is sort of tattered and uh, doesn't look new. Somebody wanted that forgotten, and the others preserved. Uh, or somebody changed, added that one afterward without the knowledge of how to preserve tapestries. Yeah. Well, if there's nothing else here to see, I guess we go out into swampland again. Let's do it. On the yep. way back, we, we shoot go. the moss with radiant. <laughs> 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 I attack the darkness. <laughs> Will it take more than five minutes for us to get out of this out of this section? Because I could just use burning hands in a big pile of them. Uh, what moss are you burning? I don't know that big blob of moss over in that other uh, hallway down the right side. Oh, yeah, where we heard that the magical the same voice. As, wasn't the same as in the river though. Otherwise, yeah. it would have hurt to throw. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's just a different type of moss. Then there's no need to shoot at it. I say we shoot at it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, so we're, we're heading out into the, the swamp, I can imagine now. Uh, I'm not leading the way, but that's the way I feel like we should head. <laughs> okay, well, I'm leading the way. Okay. Uh, as you get to the to the opening, you hear the woman's voice again saying, "Help me over here." Hmm. Is it sort coming of fade, from the outside? Sort of fades in and out. Yeah, it's coming from out out in the swamp, where uh, through that opening. Wait a minute. Let's back up, and then approach the opening again and see if it repeats a third time. Okay. Right. Maybe yeah, we're triggering a magic mouth or something. Yeah, that's actually a good idea. Yeah. 
let's back out all the way to the intersection and then come back. Okay. Okay. Okay, well, when you go back, you get up to the to the opening, and you hear, Help me, I'm over here. But this time, you hear a scream afterwards. I yell, Hey, shut up, somebody. Some people are trying to sleep over here. <laughs> <laughs> and then I roll over to the other side of the disc. <laughs> uh-huh. All right. Well, well Un- Uncliff is going to, to quickly move in the direction the... He thinks he hears the screaming. Okay. Yeah, NRS too. I'm just gonna run over there. Yeah, Dirkler. Okay, Dirkler draws his axe. Okay, this is such a bad idea. Is anyone (laughs) staying? (laughs) I'll assume that Tensor's disc follows Anaris since he's the one who cast it, so I'll just Mm -hmm. follow along him. Okay. So you run out and uh, you run about, oh, 40 or 50 feet and you're in the really nasty, deep swamp. Looks like we lost Kyle again. You're in the really nasty, deep swamp and uh, <clears throat> and it's splashing. Well, except the one on the disc, but it's splashing and it's getting all over you and it's this really nasty black stuff. And you get to a little clearing opening type thing and all of a sudden uh, these weird greenish filamentous strands of something shoot out and try to grab you uh oh so uh-huh. who was who was in front me okay <clears throat> so they're going to try to grab you, and this is a <clears throat> excuse me. This is a versus reflex attack. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Eleven. Yes. <laughs> Just barely. <laughs> barely hits you. Yep. And here's the second one. Oh, almost a crit. Um, twenty-seven. Yeah. <clears throat> so you are now immobilized. Oh. And you will take five ongoing damage, save-ins both, but you're immobilized by two strands, and you take five ongoing damage by two strands, so you're going to have to save twice to get rid of both of those. Help. But you'll only take five damage at the beginning of the round, because it doesn't stack. So. Okay. Uh, so you guys, ran, you're running, and you see him, all of a sudden, these, these green filaments wrap around him and stop him from moving. <clears throat> is that a grab ah, effect where if, if if we try to move him out of the way it'll break the grab or is that something else that he'll be no it's he's immobilized so okay. it's uh it's not a it's not a grab escape situation okay are we doing this in any sort of initiative order or is it just yeah so up? i i was gonna say now let's roll initiative <laughs> i was trying to stall and give time for Kyle to get back online. <laughs> oh, okay. And I think he's got to restart his computer. Yeah. Gosh, why am I rolling so awful? I, I don't even want to use this dice program anymore. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> use regular dice. I give up on my dice. I give up. There we go. Mm-hmm. 
Kyle just posted to Twitter. Yeah, he has a computer for us. Yeah. He says he has to sleep, but he wants to find out what's happening, so I don't know if that means he's coming <laughs> back or not. I don't think so. I'm going to have to go soon myself. Yeah, well, this is pretty much it, so you're either going to die or you're going to survive. Oh, <laughs> I'll, I'll stick around for there. <laughs> if this is it, then hopefully it won't take too long. That shouldn't. Okay, so we're rolling initiative? Yes. Nice. I don't want to say my initiative. Please say it. It's probably better than mine. No, no. I really doubt it. Well, I rolled a three plus two. That's five. You rolled on the dice what I have total. Really? Yeah. Uh-oh. I have a three. Since when have the wizards been the first two people to strike? I rolled a one. I haven't rolled anything more than uh, a six in the last uh, seven dice rolls. Okay, so what? Who's the highest initiative? Twenty. Yeah, that'd be uh, an error. Cool. So, um. Anybody between 20 and 15? Uh, yeah, I have a 16. Who, who's that? Uh, Belkis. Okay. And anybody, no one else there? Okay, let's see. Uh... No, then things drop precipitously. <clears throat> What's that? No, then things drop off considerably. Okay. Yeah. Um. All right. Anybody? Okay. Who's below ten? Me. Me. All right. So I see a five and a three. Yeah. Yeah. The the five is Dorkalar, the warlord. Okay. Uh, and that means the three is Aaron. Yep. Okay. And one more second. All right. <clears throat> so you're running in. You see these uh, these filamentous things come out and grab uh, Durkler and wrap his arms and legs and he's immobilized and taking damage because it's squeezing and you look up and you see a little overhang uh, on one of the trees and you see this really nasty green insect type creature it's got a long proboscis it's got a carapace that is uh, layered and looks very tough. It's got giant orange beady eyes and claws for hands. And you see that it's it's proboscis. It's what shoots out those filaments. Ooh. Gross. Okay? Yeah. 
and then it's Anaris. Um, yeesh. Let's see. I guess I'll open up with an acid arrow on that thing. Okay. Um, let's see. So that is versus its reflex. I got a 14 plus 4 is 18. Okay, that's a hit. Sweet. So this is um, uh, 10 acid damage and ongoing 5 Okay. acid damage. Does it have any effects? Um, uh, it has a splash damage. I make secondary attacks on creatures adjacent to it. Are there any? Uh, yes, but you don't know that, so roll damage, and I'll just note it. <laughs> um, alright. There are two. There are two. Okay, so there's a 21 to hit one of them. Oh, and okay. a crit on the second one. Okay, those are both hits. Cool. So this is 1d8 plus intelligence modifier and ongoing 5 on them also. Okay. So, let's see, I need a 1d8. That's 4 plus 4. So it's 8 acid damage and ongoing 5. Or 12 on the crit. Okay, 12 on the crit, all right. When that happened, you hear you hear a female scream. Ooh. Tricky. I was like, did you just get excited? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sensor's floating and... disc gets more rigid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, anything else? Um, uh, no, I guess okay. that's it. So then we I, move on to, to Belkis. Uh, I'm going to uh, try and get in front of everybody trying to scoop the disc, and I'll uh, conjure my flaming sphere right above the uh, giant mantis's head. Okay. And... Okay, and I cast it, and it doesn't make any uh, attack then. It's only when the creature starts its turn, so it's just oh, there. Okay. And I get as a minor action, I'll uh, cast light on the proboscisai that are uh, latched on to. Uh, they're latched on. Try and cast light from there. Um, what are you casting light on? Uh, on, the, on, the, on the filaments that came yeah, out. Yeah, on the wrapped. filaments that came okay. unwrapped. Okay. Okay. So now, the, now, uh, poor Durkalar is is not only wrapped up in these very strong filaments, he's also glowing. <laughs> Woo! There you go. <laughs> okay. Anything else? No, that's it. <laughs> Okay. Uh, the green horrible animal goes, so the first thing that happens is he takes five ongoing damage. Yeah. Uh, and what does the fireball thing that you just cast do? Uh, when it starts its turn, it has to make an attack. Um, 
Oh, it takes 1d4 plus intelligence. Okay, so roll that, because it's starting its turn. Oh, and it does look like I do make an attack whenever I, when I first cast it. Okay. But I will do the 1d4 first. That is a... 2 plus 3 is 5. Okay. Now... Alright. It is bloody, by the way. The, oh, okay, do you want to retcon the attack or just leave it? Nah, just leave it. Yeah, um, if, if we bloodied it with 5 damage. Well, but you did 10 the first time and then it took oh, 5... Yeah. And then it took five ongoing. So <laughs> you didn't bloody it with five. You bloodied it with uh, 20, uh, 25. 20. Yeah. <laughs> A little over 20, yeah. Um, okay, so it now is going to go, and it moves its little proboscis around, and it decides it's going to shoot at you because you just cast that fireball thing on it, and, that, and you is Belkus. Yeah, I think <laughs> Uh, and this is a versus reflex attack, and he got a 18 versus reflex. Oh yeah, that that hits. And you will take, um, five damage. I rolled minimum damage on that for you. Awesome. Okay. And then it jumps down off of its ledge that it's perched on, and it lands in front of you all. It's about ten feet away. And it stands up to its full height on its really stocky, nasty carapace legs. And it's about 12 feet tall. This thing is huge. And it's it's dripping this really nasty goo. And it's got these really thin, spindly legs coming out of its side. Almost like like if it was a worm, like a centipede rearing up, kind of. Um, so, So that's your description. Uh, and so that's that turn. And now, two things that you did not see before also jump down from the ledge. And they look like giant toads, except all along their skin are these really sharp spines that uh, look like they could pierce even really nice leather. Mm. Um, and they, the two of them jump down, and one of them tries to jump onto uh, Durkler, and the other one tries to jump onto Belkus, because you're the two closest. So here's the attack against Durkler. It's versus Reflex, 22. Ouch. And the attack... Versus Belkus, also versus Reflex, also a 22. Yeah, that'll hit me. Sam? Yes. Did these guys take uh, ongoing acid damage also? Yes, they did. They would, yes. Cool. It's five, right? Right. Okay, and you both will take 11 damage and fall prone. 
So I fall off Tensor's disc. Yep, basically. So basically it jumped on you, and it hit you with its tongue, and tried to, tried to like, suck you back into its mouth, but all, you, all it did was it hit you, and you fell off Tensor's disc and fell onto the ground, and because Thurkler was trapped, they just sort of, it jumped on him and pushed him right to the ground. So uh, they're, right, they're right next to you now. What, what was that? <laughs> or just, uh, I was just asking if I'm, if I'm only prone or if I'm prone and pinned. You're not pinned, but you're still immobile because of the filaments. Okay. Okay. Uh, and I'm bloody. And, okay. And you guys hear another scream, and then it's Durkler's turn. Okay, Is this so... That- does that new scream come from the creature also? Nope, it's it's the sounds like it's the same voice that you heard before screaming. Okay, hmm. hmm. so I, you were saying I was going to take five ongoing damage from the tendrils there? Right, you take five ongoing damage from the filaments, and you're immobile. So uh, you'll take your turn, and then at the end of your turn you'll roll to hmm. save. So can I get up? You can get up, you just can't move from your spot. Like, the the filaments are kind of holding you, so you can't walk away or anything. But you can attack and, and use your arms and all that stuff. Okay. So and the, fr- the frog, the toad thing is sitting right in front of you, so... Okay, so what I'm going to do is, first, I'm going to, as a minor action, I am going to use my... In- I'm bloodied, by the way. Okay. As- Should I keep that? Keep that. Okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get up, move action. I'm going to skip the minor action. I had my my axe out already, right? Okay, yeah. So I'm getting up, and I'm going to do a furious smash on the toad. Okay. And that's a fortitude attack. Okay. So that's 18 plus 6, 24. That hits. And I only do 4 damage. Okay. But then ally that's either adjacent to either me or the target applies my charisma modifier as a bonus to the attack roll and the damage against that code. Okay. Is there anything close by? Yeah. You, um, let's see. Who's next to you? Um, Belkus is next to you. Okay. And then, so th- that was my move action to get up, and then th- that was my attack. Okay. And then, as a minor action, I'm going to use my Dragon Breath, which I can use as a hurl. Uh, I can have a beat called Hurl Breath. Okay. So let me turn it into a burst to within 10 squares. Okay. And I'm going to hurl my Dragon Breath at the Mantis creature. Okay. And it's a burst two? Burst two, yeah. Okay, so it will hit the frogs as well. Ah, awesome. So I'll roll for that. Okay. And that is a 16, yeah, 16 versus reflex. For okay, that's it. That's I'm, a hit. I'm, okay, so that, I'm rolling for each one separately, right? Yes. Then uh, 
and so that that, that hit that hit the mantis thing. Okay, so the next one I think we'll miss is an eight versus reflex. Correct, that's a miss. And oh, and the third one is a crit twenty, natural oh. twenty. Okay, so what's the crit damage on that? That's uh, eight damage. Okay. Lightning. Lightning damage. Okay. And I'm rolling for the mantis, and that's four damage for the mantis. Okay. So Durkler roars and uh, basically throws out this ball of lightning that lands behind the mantis and bursts there, hitting off. Okay. All right, any, and that's that's everything, right? So then it's uh, Theron's turn. Okay. Uh, I want to move up, um, not right next to the toads, but I want to move closer. Um, let's see. I am going to... I'm going to use Divine Glow, which is a close blast three. Okay, now where did you go? Up to between the toads? Uh, not between them, but I just want to get close enough so I can blast both of them with it. Okay. So I don't want to get too close, but I want to be. I want to get both toads at okay. the very least. So let me see. Let me, let me roll. This is versus. Uh, this is versus reflex. So. Uh, now, what's, first, what's the? Is this a? What is this a burst? What? This is a close blast three. Okay. So if you get both of the toads, you'll be getting the mantis as well. Okay, that's that's perfect then. Um, it is versus creatures, not I mean enemies, not creatures. Okay. So and it has an effect. Uh, the first roll is uh, fourteen versus reflex on the first toad. Um, that is. Hold on one second. I lost my page. Uh, fourteen versus reflex is a hit. Okay. Uh, second toad is a 16. That's also a hit. Uh, against the mantis is a 17. And that is also a hit. Okay. Damage is d8 plus 4. You want me to roll damage against each individual one? Yes, please. Okay. Uh, first toad is 8 total. Second is 9. Uh, against the mantis is 5. Okay, um, both of the toads are bloodied. Okay. Yay. Uh, let's see. That was my move. That was my standard. Um, I don't like that. And it was five against the mantis? Yes, five against the mantis. Um, okay. I'm going to action point. Okay. And I will use Lance of Faith against the, the mantis. Okay. So this is also versus reflex. And that's a 16 versus reflex. That is a hit. Okay. So another D8 plus 4. Uh, max damage, 12. 12 damage to the Mantis. Okay. And now are you using a holy symbol or a wand? or? It's, a, it's a holy symbol. Okay. So you guys see this burst of brilliant light shoot out of the holy symbol and it hits the mantis creature and it 
hits the mantis creature and you see the outline of the mantis creature glowing and then you sort of see the light start to beam out of the mantis creature as though its carapace is sort of getting porous and lights coming out and then it just crumbles down and all you see is this hunk of shell around it and, it, and it's dead. Yay. Um, also, nice. uh, for the divine glow, mm-hmm. uh, every, uh, all the all my allies within the, the burst get a plus two on all their uh, attacks till the end of my next turn. Okay. Excellent. Which doesn't stack with the Lance of Faith bonus, but that guy's dead anyway. Right. And so that makes it Jaren's turn. Yes, I am. So we still have the two toad guys, and they're both bloodied? Yep. There's two toads, and you know that there's a woman screaming around here somewhere. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, you know what? I for- I com- I'm sorry. I just, I'm going to mention this. I completely forgot to do my saving throw at the end of my turn. Oh, yeah. Roll two of those. Okay. Uh, rolling. And I missed the first one. That's a two. Okay. And the third one's a 20. The second okay. one's a 20, so... So you... As you guys are fighting, you see him out of the corner of your eye, and he's, like, ripping at the filaments, and he gets he gets one arm and leg free, but he's still trying to cut the rest of them off, so... Uh, and so, Jaren. Okay. Um, am I, um... Would I be able to catch both of the toad guys in a uh, blast, a close blast three thunder wave without hitting any allies? You would have to step up. So basically it's as though um, Belkus and Durkaler are standing almost next to each other. There's probably one square in between them. And right directly in front of them are one frog each. And okay. the mantis thing was like in the middle of that, behind them by one or two squares. So you you're you can hit them if you step up. Okay. Um, but you'll have to get close enough for them to attack you in melee when it becomes their turn, because they're a square set. They're a square apart. Okay. Um. That's fine. I'll move close enough to Thunderwave then. Okay. And so I'll move up, and I get a plus two to attack these guys? Yes, on all attacks. Okay, so then this is a ten versus fortitude on the first one. And that is a miss. And a twenty-five against fortitude on the second one. And that is a hit. That was almost a crit. Um, Okay, that's nine thunder damage. Okay. You send this wave of thunder at this frog, and it basically hits this frog, and there's so much force behind it that it blasts out the thing's eardrums, and all of its brains and guts start just flying out, and its skin just folds, and it's it's dead. It basically blew up from the inside out from the force of the pressure. Oh, did I do that? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else? Uh, that's the end of my turn. All right. Uh, did uh, uh, sorry. Go ahead. 
That's okay. What were you going to ask? I was going to ask if the other guys saved at the end of their turn, but half of them are dead already anyway. Yeah. The mantis thing is dead, and one of the frogs is dead. Uh, but the other frog is going to... Just it's going to... Uh, It's going to reach out its tongue and try to grab you, because it saw what you just did to its brother. <laughs> and it rolls a 13 versus reflex. Uh, my reflex is 14, so that misses. So basically, its tongue lashes out, and it hits you and slides against your face and your arm. And uh. it feels really prickly and gross, but it doesn't get a hold on you and it slides back in uh, but that's just a minor action for it so then it's mad because it didn't get you and it's going to try to bite you now so this is versus AC and it's a 10 so I think that misses right? <laughs> yeah my AC is 14 yeah so first it tried to grab you with its tongue and then it tried to just literally bite you and it's just stumbling all over and and not very effective that's for sure and then you see up on the ledge, you see a, a woman stand up. She's about five foot six. She looks like a human woman, except her ears are slightly pointed. They're, they're sort of in between um, an elf and a human pointiness. Um, mm. She's wearing like... Uh, not very much, but what she is wearing is basically, like, made of leaves and vines. Um, and uh, she looks down, and she starts to sing. And when she starts to sing, you hear, you hear it, and then it suddenly feels like it's impinging on your senses, on all of them. And you realize that she's trying to get into your brain and destroy your senses. So this is an attack versus Will on Belkus. It's a 16 versus Will. Yeah, that'll hit. And you take 8 damage. Oh, I'm down. And you are, well, okay, you're down. All right. Well, you're dazed. <laughs> but you're really down. Uh, basically, I'll take dazed over unconscious if you yeah, want. Yeah, she... <laughs> I'll get you up. Don't worry about she it. Worked, she worked her way into your brain, and she basically made you feel like your, your eardrums were exploding, and you couldn't see anymore, and you had this extreme pain, and then you went down. Women, so, right? Yeah, you guys, <laughs> you guys. You guys see her stand up, and you hear her start to sing, and everybody hears it. But he is especially intent on her, and all of a sudden he just sort of goes, ah, and he falls down. Okay, and then it is uh, Durkler's turn. Okay, but I'm still immobilized. That hey, is it should be my turn. I never got to go. I oh, gotta make a death save. Bro. Oh, well, then go. Sorry, you're right. I skipped you. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I rolled a 12, so no better, okay. no worse. All right. And my flaming sphere disappears. Okay. 
Wow. Um, and so now it's Durkler's turn. And yes, you are still immobilized. Okay, so... But there's, uh, there's, still, there's still a frog in front of you. Right. Mm, I, but I don't have any allies close by. My attacks work a lot better if I have allies nearby. Um, that is correct. Because hmm. that is the spell, so... Uh, I'm go okay, so and then I'm I'm going to uh use my inspiring word and I'm going to call out to Belkus and essentially order him to stand up and recover. Okay. So Durkler just roars and says, Get up and fight <laughs> So that Recovers him. He can spend a healing surge and regain an additional one day six hit points, which is six hit points. So oh, healing surge right. value is double. I am bloody. <laughs> I am right awesome. at my bloody value. You right. gave me and two healing surges for the yeah. price of one. You're still prone, but you're uh, you're actually alive and awake. So, hey, check it out. <laughs> so what I'm. So then I'm still well, I'm still immobilized, but I can t with my free leg I can turn and I can do another brash assault on the toad. Okay. So that no, wait no no furious mash I don't want to use the brash assault. So it's furious mash that's strength versus fortitude. Okay. That's six twenty two twenty three because I'm bloodied. That's a hit. It's four damage, and I'm going to give Belkus again that uh, plus three bonus to his attack and damage if he gets around to ever hitting the thing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I take uh, a free action to put my fingers in my ears. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I'm going to throw my saving throw to break free. Okay. All these people yelling at me. You got one lady singing at me. I go to sleep. One guy yells at me. <laughs> Damn it! Five. I miss. Okay. Did you take your five ongoing damage from that, by the way? Oh, uh, no. But I'm I'm writing them down now. I'm I'm really badly wounded <laughs> there. <laughs> okay. I'm like three quarters bloodied. All right. Yeah, don't sweat it. And then uh, Theron, it's your turn. All right. I'll start off then with uh, my healing word. On our three quarters bloodied individual. Okay. <laughs> so you get a you get a healing surge plus five. Okay. So that. So you, should, uh, so you should be much better now. I'm actually not bloodied anymore. Okay. So uh, having having done that, let's see. I will lance of faith on the half elf. Well, the assumed half-elf. Okay. And that will be uh, 19 versus reflex. That is a hit. And that is... Oh, man. That is 5 damage. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I rolled minimum damage. Uh, <laughs> and everybody gets a plus 1 to attack her until the end of my next turn. Okay. And that is the end of my turn. Oh, I forgot to roll her saving throw. Hold on. And she made it, but I forget to also give her damage. Okay. Um, all right. And then it becomes Aner Aneris' turn. Jaren. 
All right. Um, do we still have the toad guy down here? There is one toad standing in front of Durkler. Okay. Am, am I still... Am I adjacent to him, too? You are... No, but you can easily move over. Oh, um, no. You're not. Yeah, let's just say you are. <laughs> okay. It's also close. Yeah. Okay. adjacent. Because we were assuming you were next to Durkler. So... Okay, then I will step back. I'll I'll shift just one square back and use Ray of Frost on okay. on that last Toad guy, and All I get right. a f- fourteen versus Fortitude. That is a hit. Nice. Uh, and that's nine cold damage. All right. So and you guys, uh, you see that icy, frosty wave come out and hit the toad and it soaks into him and he just freezes from the inside out. And now there's a giant toad sitting there and he's frozen. And he's totally dead. But he's just frozen. He didn't disappear. He didn't shrink down. He's just a frozen frog sickle. Sweet. (laughs) So now all you have is the woman standing up on the platform. Whose turn is it? Um, it is. Well, uh, uh, are you done, Jaren? Yes. Yeah, I'm done. It is Belkus. Okay. Uh, I'm going to stand up as my move action. Okay. And I guess since I'm, I'm probably not close enough to do a Thunder Wave, because that's only close blast three, isn't it? Because that's probably not going to get me close enough oh. to get her yeah. up on that Right, that won't hit her. Well, then I'm just going to go for the guaranteed shot and magic missile. Okay. Which does five force damage. All right. And, okay, anything else? Do you have a minor uh, that you want to do? As a minor... I cast light on her. Okay. Now we all know where she is. And we can look at her glorious radiance. Okay. That's her glorious radiance? Is that what you said? Yes. Um, she uh, is still standing there, and she's now outlined by a faint blue glow because of the light spell. And she... Raises her arms and she jumps down off of the platform and she sort of floats down to the ground. It's not like a she jumped like the frogs did or something. She just sort of floats down as though she were flying. And she lands about uh, 10 feet away from the three of you standing there uh, all in a row. And. Um, she spreads out her arms again, and these flower petals seem to fly out and and engulf you. And this will be a versus will attack. And that's a 22 versus Durkler. Oh, it's will, you said, right? Yes. Yeah, that's a hit. And a 28 versus Aneris. Ow, that hits. 
and a 25 versus Belkis. Yes. Ooh, so you could have all of you could yeah. have subtracted ten and it sort of hit. Yeah. If you subtract ten, it would have missed me, but just barely. <laughs> so you could I'm have just taken gonna... ten on that attack and it would have hit. <laughs> I'm gonna roll. I'm gonna roll uh, one damage for all of you. Oh, and I rolled max damage. So you all take ten damage, and you are slowed. Oh. Now, here's the thing about being slowed by this attack. If you fail your saving throw, you fall unconscious. Yeah. Yeah. So, 10 damage, you're slowed, and failing your first saving throw makes you unconscious. And now, to give you some bearings, she's about 10 or 15 feet in front of the three of you. Okay. And she's done, so it's Durkler's turn. Okay. So, you said 10 or 15 feet? That's correct. Mm-mm. And so what's you're, the slow, condi- you're slowed, but you could still reach her. Okay. Mm-hmm. Slowed just means that you you can only move two squares, but because you can move two squares, you could still reach her. Okay, so what I'm going to do, this time I am going to move up, I am going to move up to her and make a brash assault. Okay. So that, uh, I, Circular, even though he's slowed and feels confused, he just takes a couple of steps forward and swings his axe at her. Okay. That's uh, uh, 21 versus armor class. That is a hit. And... Ooh, lovely. <laughs> Five damage. I rolled minimum damage. Okay. She's bloodied. But she can make a basic attack against me. A melee basic basic attack against me is a free action, and she has combat advantage for the attack. If okay. she does so, an ally within five squares of her can make a basic attack against her as a free action and has combat advantage for the attack. Okay, does anyone within five squares of her have a ranged basic? Uh, no, because uh, no, Lance of Faith is not. My, my ranged basic is uh, my magic, magic missile. missile. Yeah, so you would probably be the one to use it then. Uh, she does make an attack. I believe she hits. That's an 18 versus AC. Yes. Okay, and she's only going to do three damage. Oh. <laughs> and so now she can get hit by the magic missile. Which does five. Okay. All right. Anything else? Somebody run up to her and start provoking opportunity attacks. <laughs> well, that's uh, what I was doing, yes. If Durkler is done, then Theron is, is up. All right. Let's uh, start with uh, Beacon of Hope. So okay. this is uh, versus a will. And what kind of attack is it? It's a wisdom versus will. It's um, it's an implement attack. Okay. And I wasted an 18 on it. Uh, 22 versus will. That's a hit. Uh, she's weakened. I'm not sure it's a waste because her will's 18. She's a very willful creature. So. Uh, well, uh, she's weakened until the end of its next turn. Okay. Uh, 
everybody within a close burst three of me. That's pretty uh, much everybody. Yeah. Uh, everybody gets five hit points. Yay. Um, and my healing powers restore an initial five hit points till the end of the encounter. So okay. on that now, note... Is that a radiant power? Does that have the radiant keyword? Uh... The description says it is, but no. It's, it doesn't do radiant damage. It doesn't do any damage. Right, but, it, but is it a radiant power, though? Yeah. Okay, so you notice when you, when you hit her with that, mm-hmm. um, when she was, when it was sort of the moment that it hit her, she switched from looking like a, like a beautiful sort of half-elf woman to, like, her skin suddenly got very, very gray, and it looked like it was torn in some places, and uh, her eyes turned black for, like, a split second when the power hit her. And then it turned back, and now she looks like what she looked like before. Oh. Me? Um, well, I can't really take advantage of that right now. Uh, I will use... Uh, let's see. On Jared, I will use another healing word. So you get your healing surge plus 11. Oh, man, that's beautiful. <laughs> I rolled max damage on the additional D6, yeah. and and all my powers, uh, healing powers, do an additional five, which I think I'm out of healing powers actually. But and as a free action, I will use divine fortune, and then I will make my saving throw. Okay. Now, do you spend the healing surge, or do I spend healing surge? You spend healing surge. Okay, that's good. I rolled a 17 on my saving throw. Okay. And I'm done. Oh, yeah. Dirk Willer, did you uh, save against the unconscious? No, but I'm going to do that now. As he lays there snoring. No. Is that something we have to save against every turn or just... No, it's just because she just hit you with it, and okay. so it's your first failed save knocks you unconscious. It's okay. a, it's basically a sleep spell. So, And I think he failed well, it, right? I, I, yeah, I did. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> as you as you walk up and you do that to her and you and you're all watching her sort of turn from from a beautiful woman to like a necrotic, nasty, yucky skin person, he just sort of falls down and starts snoring. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna happen in real life pretty soon here. Eight over here, I don't know what yeah. that is. Don't don't worry, we're almost done. She's she's pretty much done. So, in fact, we can we can pretty much call the battle now, uh, because I think you've got her. She's already bloodied, and you've got her surrounded, and she's not. She doesn't have anywhere to go. So, uh, we'll call the battle and assume that you defeat her. Uh, but the, but I have to tell you that when you defeat her, uh, her, she she when she dies, her body immediately reverts to being a a sort of old, decrepit, already half-decomposed body uh, with really long nails and, and skin with holes in it, and the, her organs are all, you know, shriveled up, and, and, uh, and her eyes, basically, there are no eyes. They've already been, like, decomposed away, and, uh, and so she, she sort of reverted to that form once you killed her. So she was like an undead. She was undead. 
Yeah, she was a swamp hag. I run, uh, I run over to her and hold her in my arms and say, I'll never love again. (laughs) (laughs) Gross. Uh, And it's simultaneously gross and cute. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I can say that this is a love story. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) For the ages. But you do, do you do you do find that in her hand when she's when she's when her in her body when she her body's laying there you find a gem in her hand and it's about uh it's it's shaped like a diamond uh, like a diamond shape not like a diamond gem but it's shaped like a diamond it's flat it's about a, ha- a half or a quarter inch thick and it's like orangish it's sort of orangish but it's transparent and uh it Man. was sort of it was sort of glowing when she first died, but but now it's not glowing anymore when you have it in your hand. Huh. Well, I'm representing Thief here since he's not around anymore, and I'm taking it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, shall we just assume that you make your way back to the uh, to the town? I think so. Sure. Yeah, that work. Um, it might take a while, but oh, I'm man, sure we, we can manage it. Yeah. We don't have a boat, guys. We should probably search this for a boat to replace our other <laughs> boat. We'll, we'll, maybe take we a frog, we'll take a frog corpse and ride, ride that all the way back. <laughs> I think we should conjure up the tensor discs again. Yeah, sure, I'll yeah. go ahead and conjure. Uh, are you going to try to uh, at least... Regain a boat for the poor guy that's whose boat that you strong armed. Can we can we find <laughs> a boat? Uh, you'd have to you'd have to go through some trouble to get a boat out of the swamp. Actually, in, in that case, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like so I assume those guys woke me up, right? Yeah, they woke you up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, they you. Left you there. <laughs> After we drew stuff that... on your face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we they, drew they a bunch drew... of tensors all over your face. Dicks, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Well, thank you for uh, for joining me on a little impromptu three-hour game. Um, so thanks for running it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, anytime. I, I often will be like, huh, I feel like running a game in an hour. Okay. Uh, so, you know, keep your eyes out. And I just made this up like 10 minutes before we started, so. Cool. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad. Pretty good. And and you proved your, your point from last week, which was you could say, who wants to play a game all DM? Yeah. And you'll have 100 <laughs> requests. And... Right, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, anyway. Well, have a good night. Have a good day tomorrow. It's Friday. Yay. Yay. <laughs> it's Friday right now. Well, Friday. Oh, yeah. Call of Cthulhu. How's your Call of Cthulhu game going? We had we had our first PC die last week. Oh, no a, kidding. A single hit from a giant snake. Wow. Ouch. It was so... I mean, he went from... He literally went from being completely fine to dead <laughs> in a single attack. Yeah. He took... 14 oh. damage. Wow. Oh, man. Oh, uh, yeah? Yeah. 
That's a good game, though. It's a good yeah, game. Yeah, I love Call of Cthulhu. It's, it's one of the few games I don't like running, though, because I I would rather play it. Because I'm I'm not as good at at uh, at doing the whole mystery horror thing as a DM. Yeah, I'm so. not. Hmm. 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 I, yeah. I bought it a little while ago, but I haven't found a group of people who are crazy enough to play it. Yeah, it takes it takes a bit. I mean, I I actually DM. I do DM. I, I DM a, a play by post game, but that that's a lot different than DMing a, an in person game of Call of Cthulhu. But yeah, it takes it takes a special kind of person to to play that special group of people. So you have to get a lot a, of buy in. If you don't have a lot of buy in, it's just not as good. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. I, I ran a, a play by post for the uh, the three point five version of uh, Castle Ravenloft. Oh yeah, and there was a lot of narrative going on. Like you know, like I could really think out my descriptions and really get them mm-hmm. into the feel of it. I know what you mean. Yeah, it's, it's a lot yeah. different when you're narrating out their life. Yeah. Huh. yeah. Call of Cthulhu is one of those weird games where it's better if if the the less people know, the less the players know about the whole thing, the better. Mm-hmm. The less they know yeah. about the mythos and everything like that, which is really interesting because I'm the only person in the group that does. Uh, mm-hmm. Besides the the GM, all the other players they have no clue. Some of them right. have no idea. I mean, some of them heard of like you know Lovecraft and the Cthulhu and everything, but mm-hmm. there's a couple of people who are like, I've never heard of any of this. So it's really <laughs> interesting seeing their reactions to the whole thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have yeah, a lot no. of fun though, huh? They probably have more fun in some ways than than I would. Yeah, I know. I know. I uh, yeah. I wrote about it somewhere that I thought they actually had a better time of it than I did because they mm-hmm. don't have any preconceptions. I mean, I'm I'm playing and I'm going, okay. I think I know what this is. I think I know what's going on. I might not be right, but at least mm-hmm. I have an idea. All the other players, they're like, I have no fucking clue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so it's really a lot like their actual. Uh, their PCs, I mean, their PCs don't have any idea what's going on. The players don't right. have any idea what's going on, and they're both kind of learning at the same time. Whereas with me, there's a disparity. I mean, I know a lot more than my my character does. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I'm running uh, the uh, Goodman Games Adventure right now, the uh, Death Dealer, the Shadows of Mirahan. Oh, yeah, how is that? It's actually I really enjoyed the first part, the running melee where they're supposed to keep it going for like thirty rounds or something like that, and mm-hmm. there's just undead streaming at them. Wow! And the fact that they didn't know what they were up against was actually pretty good because the like the one guy who had read the Death Dealer comics, he like changed his character to make him more brutal and like you know fit better into the setting, whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was probably the the most like scared of what was going on. It's like, oh my god, this guy's gonna <laughs> over. And the others were like, no, this is just you know normal fight in the keep. You know, we fight someone dead and whatever. <laughs> After round twenty eight, they're like, oh my god, these guys just keep on coming. And I like, yeah. <laughs> you guys better get out of here. <laughs> lots of fun, lots of fun. And now yeah. they're going worse for the second part of it. It's really cool. But That's yeah, awesome. He... Yeah, I, I actually picked it up. I just haven't read it. I haven't had a chance to to do anything with it, and I haven't I haven't read the comic, so I don't really know much about it. But well, it's really dark, gritty fantasy. Like even the druids, like the druids are. are I like the druids, Frank Fazita's druids, because they're not like they're they're not peace and love, you know, uh, sprout munching, mm-hmm. nature loving. You know, they're yeah. like just 
desperate and dark and corrupt as everybody else. Mm-hmm. They're the guardians of the death spirit, right? Like, right, right. The the bad guy is not the death god; he's the oblivion god. It's like even worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's really nice. I highly recommend it. And the way the first part of the adventure is constructed, I am really, really impressed. Hmm. Because it's yeah, basically I'll have, to, front I'll have to take a look at it more, more so. It's sitting on my shelf right here. I just haven't, I haven't read it. So, huh. awesome. Hmm. Yeah. All right, so guys. Well, we should do uh, this again. Um, yeah, well, you'll you'll have to catch me on a day when I when I just sort of off the cuff say, hey, let's play, because uh, my schedule is pretty tough, and uh, I actually wasn't expecting to have a lot of free time this evening, but uh, it happened. So, <laughs> well, I'm on Twitter all the time, so I'll I'll, I'll and I follow you, so I'll, I should be able yeah. to catch you. Yeah, just keep your ears open. <laughs> yep. Cool. All right. All right, thanks, guys. Night, thanks, everybody. Night, guys. Yeah, take it easy. Night, everybody. Yeah, have a good night. Night.